restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. We are live on the Information Super Highway Glorious Sunday to all. How you doing, Taz? You all right, dude? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm good. I'm very toasty, but I mean, in the UK, who isn't right now, hey? It's, it's a warm one, buddy. It's a warm one here on the south coast of England right now as we are going to be talking some pro wrestling here on the Ministry of Slam. It's been a manic busy weekend. I've just been out for my dad's birthday. I literally rolled into the house 10 minutes, 10 minutes ago, um, played a gig yesterday. And it's just a manic, manic weekend of of busyness. Uh, Tez, it's one of those one of those weekends. It's just one of those one of those weekends. <laughs> busyness is overtaking everything. But it's good to be here, dude. I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to doing Ministry of Slam. Have you had a good week, mate? Uh, yeah, week's been decent. Um, we obviously had a good show on Tuesday. Um, the oh, yeah. uh, Ghostbusters show. Check it out on the VOD or podcast uh, podcast platforms. Um, I did a little horror. Uh, watch along uh, yesterday on my Twitch with uh, a couple of guys from from the stream. We watched a film called Hilarious. Um, hell at the start. It was alright. It was a mixed bag. It was a short story, so you're always going to get some that are good and some that are eh, not so good. But otherwise, uh, yeah, it's been good, mate. It's been good. Nice one. And of course, the big news, Tez, which is oh. quite massive, is uh, this channel, the MOS Network, is right now partnered here on uh youtube so if anyone didn't see on monday when um i actually logged in on my pc it was like this big badge popped up on the screen bang congratulations you are now a youtube partner so tez we are youtubers now oh man we are we're content creators or youtubers youtubers you wait we'll be at wrestlemania soon we were joking about it last year but you wait we're gonna be wrestlemania youtubers next year dude before we'll be Logan you know Paul, it, me and you in a, in a tag in a tag match. Before you know it, we'll have those uh, those thumbnails where it's got one of us like <gasps> with yeah. like a headline to go. You'll never believe what happened here. <laughs> Tell, oh, I've got, I've got something to get off my chest. Yes, I've got to talk about Thank this. You, you know, yeah, all that all that stuff. Yeah, that's going to be coming. Of course, you wait, you YouTube wait. Is. That's what we we are all over that. So it's going to be an exciting situation. But yeah, <laughs> so it's great. What what it basically does is opens up a lot of doors for uh, MOS. There's what's really cool is like the create creator studio. Literally, we had like a. I had to just check something with them, and there's like a, a instant chat room direct to YouTube. Loads of other things open up, and we will be um, opening up like so, soon to have memberships as well. So it'll be like a you can join the channel, and there'll be lots of other bonus things. I've got to set that up. It, it became available yesterday, but it's been a crazy busy weekend. So, um, so I'm going to look to start setting up for next week. Oh, unlock some MOS emojis and all that good stuff. So that'd be really cool. Fran Cam's putting a good question: Who are we facing in YouTube boxing? Well, um, we can face Meryl because her YouTube channel <laughs> needs to get to. She's got a thousand. She got a thousand subs oh. as well. Uh, oh. Look up Meryl Hamilton if you are looking for some guitar covers. She's done Thor, Love and Thunder this week. So look at Meryl Hamilton, guys. Go and give her a subscription over there as well, so we can beat her in a wrestling match, which would be quite, quite good. I look forward to that. Um, I look forward to beating that Meryl. <laughs> yes, I didn't say that on the stream. Definitely don't. <laughs> um, cut, that, cut, that. cut that bit out but no it's really cool Tess so thank you everybody who supported us through this sort of transition there's been a few basically so 
a bit of a transition going through the MOS, and then we sort of decided to go straight to YouTube, and uh, it worked really, really well, about seven weeks. Uh, so thank you, thank you very yeah. much, everybody. It's, it's uh, awesome, and uh, I'm quite excited about the the future, and sort of, you'll see a few changes. It's going to be a banger. We're going to do lots of more graphics, a bit of a graphical change. We start doing a few new logos and all that good stuff. And also thank you to all the podcast listeners, because as always, you guys help us get into the top 100 of the podcast charts again this week, which is awesome on the wrestling podcast charts. So uh, thank you, everybody. Um, uh, and Mel, looking forward to beating that Mel. We're just talking, Mel, because now we're YouTubers. We need to get in a YouTube boxing match. So uh, so thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, much love from Virgi- Richard Virginia. Thank you, James Jones. Thank you, everybody. Thank um, you. Yes. It's interesting, Tess. And gaming's were good. And quarry, is it quarry tomorrow, Tess? Yeah, quarry tomorrow. We're uh, finally things were starting to kick off a bit on uh, on last week's return stream. Um, had a lot of build up on the first two episodes, so uh, yeah, things were popping off last week, and uh, I think it's kind of just going to continue from there. So uh, 7 p.m. UK tomorrow, we're going to be continuing our adventures in the quarry. Woo! Cool. Woo-hoo-hoo. Cool, cool. That'd be good, mate. And David Arquette's in it. So yeah, baby ice, baby ice is determined for Dylan, uh, <laughs> Dylan to die. Who? Funly, fun little fact. Because a lot of the actors, like the graphics are insane, and a lot of the actors, you can tell, are, you know, the characters are based on actors. The Dylan, um, that is the son of Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. Really? They're, they're kids and actor, yeah. I didn't know that. So, so everyone everyone hates him in the game and just wants him to die. Oh. Um, popular, popular character is Dylan. A bit, Tim Robbins, which one's he? I don't know which one. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, the one that's not Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. The one who... Andy Dufresne crawled through miles of shit-infested water that I don't even want to think. Something like that. Whatever the line is. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. But you know why we're here, Tez? Um, Oh, tell me. Why are we here? Ladies and gentlemen, we are here for the Ministry of Slam, and we are live right now on this YouTube channel going across all of the information. Super Highway tonight, Tez. We will be talking about all the week's wrestling news. We will be talking about this week in wrestling history. We've got Tez's homework coming up. We've got the 211 quiz. We've got your calls via Zoom. So if you want to go and download Zoom, I will post a link in chat and you can come and call us live on Zoom and get your view across this week's wrestling news. And of course, Tez, we will be taking a deep dive into the ever-expanding news about Vince McMahon. So if you want to get your five cents across, please leave it in the chat room. Please call in later later on, ladies and gentlemen, because like we said a few weeks ago, this will just keep snowballing, and I think we should uh, talk about it, to be honest. I think so, yeah. Me and uh, Barakley's done a little video on Friday. But I think, uh, Tez, we have not heard your opinion on it. So we'll be t- talking about that a bit later, guys. So um, should we get to the news, Tez? I think it's about time. Let's go for it, Tez. It. it is the news. It's the news, Tez. It's time for the wrestling news. No Let's go. Let's go, flat top. Um... So the first up in the news, Undertaker comments on leaving Mick Foley out of the WWE Hall of Fame speech. Uh, I've talked about Mick Foley until blue in the gills, the Undertaker told Bleacher Report in a recent interview. Uh, Taker was addressing complaints that he didn't bring up the hardcore legend during his lively Hall of Fame induction speech. If I go through every angle, every opponent, Taker continued, 
uh, noting that after 30 plus years as the undertaker it can lead to a desire to condense his history uh, take a note that he felt there was blowback from his decision to focus on Shawn michaels and triple h as the sole opponents of his that were mentioned heavily throughout the speech uh, undertaker continued i love mick foley taker said saying he believes their work together will outlive the test of time, with the understanding that his numerous opponents understand the mammoth task of summarizing his career. He also mentioned fellow WWE Hall of Fame Edge. I hope they didn't get their feelings hurt, said of his numerous unnamed opponents, but it wasn't about all that. Well, mm. um, what do you think about it? If you had a legacy like Undertaker, if you were the Undertaker, Tez, and you'd done all that stuff, would you have mentioned Mick Foley in your Hall of Fame speech? A uh, tough one, because I guess my initial reaction at the time was like, you know, you hear that, oh, he's done his Hall of Fame speech, didn't mention McFoley. Oh, all right, okay, that seems a bit odd. But was that not more, was that not more McFoley's moment than The Undertaker's? I don't know. I, th I think also you've got to think about it as well. We're looking at it like wrestling fans. We don't know these people. We don't know Mick Foley. We don't know The Undertaker. We don't know how friendly Mick Foley is really with mm. The Undertaker. You know, they could just be work acquaintances, isn't it? You'd be like, imagine you're at your job when you've worked wherever you've worked. And then, you know, there might be old uh, John who works in the printing shop. And you're like, oh, I've worked with John for a few weeks. He was a great guy. Um, you know, you don't really consider him a mate. But then you might have like, you know, Steve and Dan. And they're really great mates, and they've been great mates for 20, 30 years. And when you get to your retirement, you might talk a lot about Stephen Dan. But then John's mate might be like, hang on, why did you not talk about John? You spent that one week with him in the printing shop. Now, I think that's the situation with Mick Foley. We don't know what their actual personal relationship is. So, yes, they had a big moment in the um, wrestling match with Helen Estelle. But, you know, just like potentially this man I've made up called John, he might have had a great week in the printing shop. Doesn't mean he's more of a friend than Stephen Dan to this crazy job we've just invented where there's printing shop but you know what i mean you get, I, do you get what i'm saying tess yeah i mean i guess he's had 30 plus year career um now i haven't ever watched because i was i was a lapsed fan at that time i haven't ever watched um hulk hogan's hall of fame induction speech but i would not expect him to know every notable feud yeah he'd, he'd probably spoken about if he has spoken about anyone else in the speech, I don't know. He'd have probably spoken about, you know, a handful of things, the important moments in his career. Uh, not saying that the Hell in the Cell wasn't important, um, but you've only got a limited time. And like you say, maybe he's just got that stronger connection and felt that those were big, yeah. pivotal feuds. So why, why wouldn't he talk about them? Exactly. You know, it's really when you've got your uh, retirement speech at any job you're doing, you want to be saying thanks to your mates really i guess and yeah. anyone who helped you you know who knows but yeah i think people uh kicked up a bit of a stink maybe a slight little mention would have been quite good but you can clearly see with that undertaker um speech he mentioned all his friends and he came godfather you know um yeah all those the, guys midian what are they called like the bone life crew or something yeah, yeah. biker gang um, um yeah but yeah, welcome everybody. Good to have it. And James and Eddie, I believe Stephanie can do the job. Oh, everyone's talking about Vince in the chat. Uh. <laughs> we'll get to that, guys, later on. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Remember, guys, please it's like this real. stream if you're watching live. Hit the like button. It will help us out a lot as well. Please go and do that. And also, super chats are open if anyone's interested. Or super stickers, I forgot to mention, during this partnership. Oh, yeah. It's another more ways you can support MOS. So see if you want to be the first ever person to do it, which would be very good for us. It helps out a lot. Very cool. Or helps towards yeah. MOS. Let's go, it is. Part, part of MOS history. It will be the first person in MOS history to super chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat McAfee has signed a multi-year extension with WWE. 
Uh, since April 2021, McAfee has served as an analyst alongside Michael Cole for Friday Night Smackdown at 8 p.m. Eastern Time live each week on Fox. Uh, the new uh, the new contract will see McAfee entertain the WWE universe for years to come. I got that from the WWE website. That's WWE speak that one. Um, <laughs> now, uh, but I think one one thing about Pat McAfee, which you're not and no one really appreciates, is that he's made Michael Cole loads better. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pat McAfee is kind of the the way that I've kind of looked at McAfee in commentary is. He's a like a better version of Corey Graves. Like I did used yeah. to quite like Corey Graves. I but totally he's, agree. I don't know what it is over the last few years, but the character, the Corey Graves commentating character, can I can take it or leave it. Um, yeah. McAfee, he's, he's entertaining. Um, he kind of just seems a bit like a loose cannon, but I like that. Um, and the fact that he's been able to step into the ring a couple of times and be pretty impressive is he just he's an asset to the company. So it's it's great news for for WWE and for him because he's always going to be making some uh, some bucks it is good news and I think he is he is great he is I feel like his voice is like a heightened version of a fan when mm. he's when he is doing the oh my god Cole it doesn't feel like he's doing that spoke down to you wrestling speak that seems to be Corey Graves did seem to have a more natural um, canter when he was talking sound like it was him and then all of a sudden it, he became WWE speak Corey Graves it's a bit weird he um, kind of I guess became Raw's Michael Cole for when Michael Cole was very robotic for such a long yeah, period of yeah. time because of just you know being fed buzzwords by by Vince or whatever. Um, yeah, he seems more natural. And like you say, Cole is doing some of his best work really know, in the yeah. last few years since since being with Pat. So yeah, good stuff. That's good news to uh, to the universe. And I'll tell you what, Law. I so when we did the show the other week and um, there was some chat about UFC and, uh, you know, yeah. both of us have kind of been lapsed, lapsed on that a bit. And uh, I think it was Kenny uh, was talking about Fight Pass and then Barraclays found a, a huge discount, 65% discount for the year. Uh, so I downloaded that. I've been getting into it. You don't get the pay-per-views, which is a little bit annoying, but yeah. I've been thinking, is now the time for me to stump up and re- get back BT Sports and also start watching WWE again? Oh my now, goodness! Now, I'm a YouTuber now, now right, yeah. so I've got to, <laughs> I've got to show some commitment. Exactly, to the course, Tess, haven't I? Exactly, Tess. You are a YouTuber now, so you have to commit to being a YouTuber full on. But get re- exactly. Oh, oh god! <gasps> no way! <laughs> <laughs> it's time to talk wrestling. Um, but, yes. Uh, but, but like, what are you doing this podcast week? Podcast listeners, we're now doing our doing yeah. our thumbnail poses, aren't we? Podcast listeners, if you're wondering what we're doing, we were making the YouTube face. If you've seen YouTube videos, you know what that is. So, podcast is an audio format. They don't know what we were doing there, Ted. No, they'd just be like, "What is going on?" So, this is what an audio. This is what a YouTuber face sounds like. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really hope the date doesn't come where we start having to do those. <laughs> you wait, Ted. We will. Oh, Taz, we need you to, I need you to cut 10 pictures of yourself doing that <laughs> face, please. Oh, my God. Uh, next up on the news, Tony Khan. I can't wait until Penelope Ford's medically cleared to come back. Uh, Penelope was last in action back in January. It's been almost six months since seeing Penelope Ford compete for All Elite Wrestling. Tony Khan was asked about Ford's whereabouts via social media. He responded to the question and noted that he has not given up on her. Uh, Khan shared that Penelope is not medically cleared, but he's looking forward to her coming back and praised her in-ring ability. Uh, He tweeted, not at all, total opposite in fact. She's a great wrestler, and I can't wait until she's medically cleared to come back. 
She's been in some classic AEW matches, and hopefully she'll be in many more. Mm. I like Penelope Ford. She was very good. Mm. Well, she was teaming with the Bunny, wasn't she? Yeah, they had a was really the cool... Um, was it like a barbed wire match or like a yeah. hardcore match? Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was brutal, that match. That was really good, wasn't it? I like that match. Um, and yeah, she's obviously I... married to Kip Sabian, who I did that Twitch sports show with about a year ago. Yeah, I mean, I know he got injured, but as far as I know, has he not been... He's been all you always see him ringside. Do you think that is really Kip Sabian in the, with the box on his head? I just think, what's the point? Because unless it's going to lead to an angle, it just kind of... You know, if you're still employed by the company, uh, what's what? Wh- I don't get what the point of that is, other than to occasionally go, oh, look, there's Kip Sabian with a box on his head. I don't know. Are they, are they flying him around the country as well to have a box on his head as well? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it would have made sense in the the lockdown era where you've got, you know, your wrestlers around the the, uh, the stage, yeah. around the ring. Um, but, yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. I hope when Penelope, though, comes back, um, she's got a cool character and she's really good in the ring. So I hope maybe kind of give her something to do without kind of just lumping her into like a stable or into a tag now, team. Do you think this week they're setting up a women's women's tag team division in AEW? Because we did see Thunderstorms debut, which is a literally the greatest tag team name ever. It is a cool name. It How is, is that cool another gr- obvious and amazing Thunderstorm? Brilliant. Uh. Yeah, I mean, they've got enough people on the roster to facilitate a tag division. Um, I guess as well, you've got some little factions like the Baddies. You could make yeah, Velvet, yeah. Um, Red Velvet and uh, Kira Hogan a tag team. Do you I think maybe a tournament? That... Have they got too many belts? Like a women's tag oh, team think... tournament would be cool. That'd be a cool little story for some of the teams, for some of the, you know, fill up the space. Tournament. Once a year, a bit like the Mark Bowen Hart yeah. tournament would be quite cool. It would be cool, but if they went the tournament route, I would say give it three three to four months minimum till you do it, just because it's loads we've had like two tournaments like in pretty quick succession. Yeah, right, yeah. Um so yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. But again, it's it's, an, it's more belts, but then if it's gonna give some more exposure to the women who even though they've got two belts, they do always still kind of seem like an afterthought on some of the cards. <laughs> Baby eyes, I'm sure Sasha and Naomi will win them as soon as they arrive in AEW <laughs> maybe they will goodness me do you reckon they'll be there yeah. Tez uh, I mean I don't want more people added to the roster but then they are too I mean Sasha alone would elevate the division Naomi's great as well but I mean Sasha also has the character work yeah, yeah. but uh, you've got a lot of people that have come in and then come, I mean they had uh, Athena you know Ember Moon and she's she wasn't on this week, I don't think, which might have been the backstage promo. Yeah, uh, Mr. Price, AEW doing another stip match. Too many, too soon. Also, though, it seemed potentially desperate doing another stip, which will likely entail blood. Too many titles, too many tournaments. Calm down, TK, from Mr. Priceless. Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like him to focus on the fundamentals uh, a bit more in terms of just, let's just have some standard matches, some great in-ring material. We don't need to have blood every other week. Yeah. Make the blood more meaningful. Um, blood and guts makes sense because that's the name of the event. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've next up got some news coming from the Fed. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey is set for SummerSlam. On Friday SmackDown, Morgan came out for a promo where she was confronted by Natalia, who said if it wasn't for her injuring Rousey's leg at Money in the Bank, Morgan wouldn't be champion. This brought out Rousey, who eventually got in a confrontation with Natalia. 
kind of making the champion an afterthought straight away, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the two had a match with Rousey scoring a quick win. Uh, at Money in the Bank, Rousey submitted Natalia to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. However, she was injured during the course of the match, leaving her vulnerable. Morgan, who won the Women's Money in the Bank uh, match earlier in the show, came out with the briefcase and cashed in on Rousey, pinning her to win the title for the first time. Uh, and we've got an updated card here for SummerSlam, which takes place uh, July 30th in Nashville, Tennessee. Three weeks, Tez. Three weeks. Doesn't seem long. Still no match. We'll get to it after this match. So, yeah, send these in. And there's still the other thing I was going to say. Okay. Uh, last man standing match. Undisputed uh, WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns defends against Brock Lesnar. Uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan defends against Ronda Rousey. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. <laughs> United States Champion Bobby Lashley defends against Theory. And then the undisputed tag team champions, the Usos, uh, defend against the Street Profits. What's your excitement level for SummerSlam now? Tez, three weeks out. Um, I mean, technically, we've got three matches from Money in the Bank, although Liv and Ronda isn't really a match. Yeah, yeah, and one from WrestleMania. And one from WrestleMania, yeah. That we've seen um, a million times before as well. Yeah. Um, I well, what was my hype level for Money in the Bank? I think I gave it like a, a four out of ten hype yeah. wise. I'm gonna give this a five out of ten. Three weeks out, your hype level is five. So I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. U- Usos v Street Profits, I think, is gonna be really good because it was really good at Money in the Bank. So yeah. I'm interested to see what kind of finish we're gonna get in that. I think otherwise it's gonna be a generally a good match. Um, I don't really care about Bobby Lashley against Theory. I've got no interest in Theory at all. Yeah. Um, I don't have any interest in Pat McAfee, but, not sorry, in Happy Corbin, but Pat McAfee, um, I think he's entertaining in ring, so I'm, I'm interested in that one. Uh, and then I'm interested to see how they're going to treat Liv in her first title defense, because SmackDown and Raw, the little snippets I've seen, it already is doing the whole thing if the underdog wins the title yes and then two people are basically taking the feud in front of them like you know when it's like well why aren't you just directly feuding with them we're well, automatically making them look like a an afterthought they just happen to have the title you know yeah yeah what about you what your what's your hype um i think i'm hyped to sit in a huge stadium because w stadium shows are pretty cool um i guess roman versus brock in the last man standing match will be that's is that that's the 10 count isn't it so that's interesting with the 10 count i think that'd be good i i i would like to see them push live it seems like liv has got an organic likability factor to her which mm. some of these female wrestlers they've not had for ages with them or any wrestlers she's got an organic likability factor to her winning that belt and it's good that she's got it. i think it's a good situation where she's got that belt people like her you know she could maybe pinch the win from ronda i don't i don't think they'll do it but um I'm interested to see how far it goes, but I do like Liv. I think she's a good, good champion, and I hope she keeps it. And the rest of the matches we've seen a lot of times. I mean, they're good, good, good matches. And then Pat McAfee, Happy Corbin, I'm not too interested in, in yet. But we'll see. I mean, we're three weeks out. Do you know what else hasn't been announced yet, though, Tez? What's that? The opponent for Ric Flair. Still three weeks. No one signed on to wrestle Ric Flair yet. So it's probably going to be Jay Lee. I reckon that's a work. Pff, who's it going to be? And of course, between that, we've got the ROH pay-per-view as well. On the 23rd, 24th? Oh, man. Do they... Uh... Briscoes versus FTR, though, dude. That match at the... At the um, was it the final... I don't know. Was it? Oh, the one. 
the, the April paper, I can't remember what it was called. Supercard of Honor was amazing. Mm. Amazing wrestling match. So and it's all being promoted on AEW, which I found was quite interesting as well. Yeah, but at the moment it's like the AEW version of promotion for Ring of Honor where it's like little snippets and more often than not it's um, Sanjay Dutt and that backstage yeah. about Samoa Joe. It's like that is getting so old. And Jonathan that, Gresham that joined Tully Blanchard Enterprises turned heel. Um, now... I don't know. I'm going to get that ROH pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to watching it, actually. Okay. That'd be good. Because the last one was brilliant. Supercard of Honor. Um, oh, WrestleMania weekend. That was really good. It's obviously the debut of uh, Samoa Joe. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, no no opponent for Ric Flair yet. Like Baby I says, no one wants to be the man who kills Ric Flair in the ring. I think that's fair. <laughs> no, no, no. And um, yeah, so it's interesting it's a, it's a busy week, week month for wrestling it's always a busy month but it seems like a lot of stuff's going on going on for July yeah, Irish yeah. and letters only IRA fans AEW do not care one iota fact as I keep saying yeah but do you not think Mr. Price's people will care about seeing the FTR versus the Briscoes because the Briscoes weren't announced they didn't mention the Briscoes at all on any AEW TV there was talk of that Time Warner situation where the Briscoes were not they didn't like them and they wouldn't announce them at all on the AEW TV because of the vibe of the Briscoes etc some of their alleged history of things they might have done in their past that's why they were not on AEW TV because of the Warner deal now if you're going to get the FTR which are, who are bad after everyone loves FTR versus the Briscoes in another banger of a match that's actually quite cool and I'm into seeing that and you know they are I understand it's not a true ROH but to some ROH hardcores but if, if it brings more eyes to it that's the interesting thing I mean someone like me probably wouldn't have bought an ROH um, uh, pay-per-view yeah King Wonder Den Boys coming to AEW um, I mean they'd get me hyped for it if I mean I know you said that the limitations with the Time Warner putting restrictions on them appearing because of things said in the past um but what would get me hyped for it would be like after a, a ftr match have the briscoes running in and beating them up just because if you got a, an event coming up it needs to yeah. be promoted and it's getting little mentions here and there and i understand obviously that they don't have a, a tv show yet or a, or a youtube show so at the moment all their kind of promotion other than the internet is going to be on on AEW's product but then kind of go all in on doing some of that promotion because at the moment that match might sound cool but i've got no hope for the roh event because they haven't given me a reason to okay you know interesting i I, well agreed brief mentions and stuff doesn't maybe get you so hyped does it but I'm interested to see it because last time was quite I quite enjoyed last time uh, John Wormus, um no uh, Fran Cannon FTR versus the Briscoes oh, well, that will be a banger Deeb versus Martin- Martinez that'd be a banger and Utah versus Daniel Garcia as well for the pure title that'd be a banger too mate that will be a banger I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing it that's, that's going to be a good pay for you I'm into that because I like these these guys I'm learning about I'm quite interested in seeing them yeah well fair enough I mean I'm, I'm not trying to right off ring of honor but i i've oh, never wish. really watched ring of honor you know because oh, it's bullshit. not been uh not been that kind of readily available but uh if they're gonna hype it then hype it you know treat it like uh treat it like an AEW yeah. banner event and promote it oh and samoa like joe it. versus jay lethal as well yeah i mean i'm not too interested in that match to be honest okay yeah. uh jay not tragedy we all wish to see vince finally ruined why bs I don't know. Well, if he's if these alleged actions have, he's said we're going to talk about that later. Jay tragedy. Let's not get into it now. We're going to talk about it in about twenty minutes or so. 
Uh, so next up, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Barbed wire death match set for AEW Fighter Fest Week 2. Uh, it's been announced on AEW's Rampage that Eddie Kingston will take on Chris Jericho in a barbed wire death match. Uh, members of the Jericho Appreciation Society will be locked inside a shark cage suspended above the ring. Jericho and Kingston have continued to feud following their Blood and Guts match last month. Kingston had Jericho submitted to the plum stretch in that match, but Claudio Castagnoli scored the win after submitting Matt Menard. On this week's Dynamite, footage was shown of Jericho orchestrating an attack on Kingston's friend, Ruby Soho, with Ty Conte slamming a car door on Soho's hand. No, wait. That was bad. That was stupid. She literally crawled to the door. Oh, like, she, uh, oh, they've uh, beaten me up. I better crawl to this door. Oh, oh no. Put my they, arm inside yeah, the door. Quick. What? No, she deserves to get beaten up for that one. Stupid. Stupid. What's she thinking? Walk up, go away from the car. Have you never watched wrestling before? People always get beaten up in cars. Yeah, like, come on. Come, come on, on Ruby Soho. Um, oh God, yeah. So on this week's Rampage, Kingston said that after defeating a young star like um, Konosuke Takashita, he wanted another shot at Chris Jericho. The first week of Fighter Fest begins on Dynamite this coming Wednesday. Matches announced include Claudio Castagnoli versus Jake Hager. Ooh. That should be pretty good. We the people. Um, the Young Bucks versus Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. And Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Oh. Triple threat tag match, mate. Oh, right. Oh, right. oh yeah. Um, and Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks for the AEW World Tag Team titles. Uh, Anna Jay versus Serena Deeb. And Christian Cage and Luchasaurus will appear. What did you think? So a few things from AEW. What did you think of the Christian Cage promo? Oh, it's great again. What do you think about mentioning Jeff, though? Well, I mean, they wouldn't have done it without agreement yeah, from Matt and Jeff. Yeah. Um, they'd have probably seen that that's going to get heat. That's going to get people fired up. And, I mean, Jeff's... I know he's got very recent things, but, I mean, the majority of his last WWE run before he just started getting jobbed out was about you know yeah like they did it in the fed with seamus and a bar yeah, fight thing there so they've done it for ages yeah so I, I wasn't too surprised about that um i guess one thing we probably should maybe talk about and we, we touched on that better thing last week um the dark order so anna jay has got this match with serena deeb and we saw a little chat with the dark order but notable from his absence was um oh man i've already Colt his name Colt cabana yeah. Did you hear that there was some talk about apparently he was maybe going to be getting released, but then a lot of the people in the back were saying no. Yeah, I saw that. Him. Yeah. Um, I don't think Uncle yeah. is released. And it, it'll, it, or he could turn up in ROH as well. I think uh, Dave is it. I believe that term is manager cage just to listen to turn to the term. Dave, uh, co host of Turn Years, is in chat. Check out Dave and Turn Years here on the MOS Network. Uh, a show with Dave. I think it's the first time Dave's been in chat since we've been doing MOS uh, live. Um, what did you say? What do you think of this blood and this barbed wire death match thing? Hmm. Again, mm. fast, isn't it? A lot of stuff happening. Eh? Blood and guts now. Barbed wire death match. I think it looks worse on on Eddie Kingston because it's like, so you technically your team won the match, but you didn't get his blood or you didn't get him to tap out and you said you wanted his blood so now you want to keep you you still want to get his blood yeah i'm like okay just just accept the win and move on um i don't know i, I like the blood and guts i'd have been happy with it kind of ending there 
Yes, um, well, I, th- I think we had to see uh, Eddie versus Jericho. I don't know, but I think a, a heightened barbed wire death match on on the on the show again. It's got a lot happening there, man. It's a lot happening. Mm. And um, what do you think about their claim to being back good guys now? The bet daddy ass turned on them. Can't believe it. Scissor me, daddy. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, do, do you know what they acclaimed? They're awesome. There's faces. I, I, don't, I don't mind. Hopefully, as long as they keep still doing the same promos. They're, they're so good. I love the acclaimed. down the heels now yeah, brilliant. As well. And it's a great heel move where they took the microphone away. I thought it was great. I love the acclaimed. They're really yeah. cool. They are yeah, good. I really like the acclaimed. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. So, but a proper tag teams in AEW, and also just quickly, I thought I mentioned Powerhouse Hobbs, awesome promo on AEW this week. He's great on the mm. microphone. He hasn't ever spoke much like that. He's actually very good. Enjoyed it. Both like Powerhouse see more Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is a banger. But... Used a lot, a lot more often, really, don't right. they? Totally, yeah. mate. Totally, totally. Welcome. We've got a few new people in chat. If anyone's new here, welcome to the Ministry of Slam. We are live here every single Sunday on this channel doing uh, the Ministry of Slam wrestling show, uh, 7 p.m. UK, 2 p.m. Eastern. And uh, if you're new here, please uh, come and join the MOS Network community. Hit that like and subscribe button. And also, Gruff, that's a coffee bag, mate. Not a, not a Rubos tea bag, I forgot to tell you. So, yeah, it's a coffee, coffee bag. So, it's a good thing. Have a quick, good coffee. Huh? <laughs> Seems to be working, so- too. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, so the next up in the news, kind of relating quite pertinently to everything that's been going on, shouldn't be too much of a surprise that Netflix have pulled the WWE Vince McMahon documentary uh, after $12 million in sexual misconduct hush money reports have surfaced. Uh, as the Wall Street Journal reported earlier this week, WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon paid over $12 million in hush money to four women over the past 16 years. Uh, because of those reports, Netflix has reportedly pulled out of a documentary that was in develop- uh, development. Uh, according to Denise Sal- um, Salcedo, the doc was deep in post-production. She also reported that millions had already been spent on the project. Stephanie McMahon, daughter of Vince, is currently serving as the interim CEO and chairwoman of WWE. Uh, she was re- uh, appointed for the position back in June after Vince stepped down while an internal investigation was being conducted over his alleged three million payout to an ex-employee. Wow. Ooh. People don't want to be associated with it, dude. And you remember, all those TV deals are coming up soon as well. Don't need to get them out of there if they want to make all their big bucks. If, if a big company like Netflix is doing that, think one of the TV deals, if he's still there, I mean, charge a creative. If more stuff comes out, we're going to talk about it later. So anyone mm. wants to chime in on the Vince McMahon situation, we're going to talk about it after the first break. So, um, 10, 15 minutes, then we can go to town on the whole Vince McMahon situation. And we will be taking calls via Zoom. So, if anyone wants to phone in via Zoom, please download it and I'll post a link in chat and you can come and talk, talk to us live on the uh, Ministry of Slam. Not only get seen on the, and heard on the live show, but also in, in podcast form. So, uh, please do uh, download Zoom and you can come and chat to us. It'd be good. But, uh, Tez, I believe, uh, I believe that was the news. That was. That was the news. That was the news test. That was the wrestling news. Fatality. I pressed the wrong button, but you know that could be a thing that happens. Fatality. There, done. (laughs) Um, it's time for Meryl Mania, Tez. It is time. So if anyone doesn't know what Meryl Mania is, my partner Meryl, she has special powers where she looks at a wrestler or a personality from the wrestling biz 
and then tells us what she thinks they look like. For instance, Kenny Omega looks like pasta. Um, Matt Hardy looked like an electric scooter. And tonight we've got someone who's very much in the news, Tez. Uh, here's Meryl, guys. Here's, okay, here comes Meryl. Hello. Hi, Tez. Hi, everyone. Hi, Meryl. Okay. You all right? So, Meryl, we've got someone very big in the wrestling news this week. Okay. I don't know if we've ever, you've ever said about what he looks like before, but Meryl. <laughs> It's Vince McMahon. Oh, 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 yeah, I have said. And I, I, it's a very strong one. My gift is strong with this one. I know instantly what he looks like. What's that? A turtle. Oh. oh yeah, or like a terrapin. Something like a turtle, terrapin-y sort of. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Why is that? Explain. Yeah, I think it's like when I was a kid, I had terrapins. And uh, I remember their face shape really well. And it's like... Um, like it's just the exact same face shape, basically. <laughs> it's exactly Can you see it, Tez? Face shape. Uh, um, I, no, I can't lie. No, I don't. <laughs> Powers are failing, Tez again. <laughs> or maybe check out yeah. some terrapins next time you go past a pet shop. <laughs> <laughs> But Graf says all the wrinkles, and uh, Mel says I can see the turtle. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh. He's definitely got like a turtle sort of face. Yeah. Uh, can you see it? I can imagine, you can imagine, because he's quite a chunky guy in the chest, that his head would go into his body like yes. a turtle does. Yeah. yeah his I head's quite yes. small in comparison to the rest of his body, so I, yeah. I can definitely imagine his head tucking into itself in its neck. like a Yeah. Where does the neck and shoulders begin and the chin and stuff end? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do it, but I definitely can't. No, we're tell. <laughs> but yeah, where does it end? Of course, bro. Of course, Vincent Man looks like a turtle. <laughs> well, maybe with this week's news, he'll be going back into his shell soon. <laughs> Thank you, Meryl. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. What's the chat room saying, Ted? Um, they are saying so. The gruffs is all the wrinkles. Uh, Melcy's turtle. Older men in suits have always been weird to me. Anyway, says my name is not Earl. Uh, James Jones, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Vince. <laughs> baby boss. Ice, he looks like a boss. He does look like a boss. And uh, so people, people to agree. So that's Meryl Mania. Uh, there we go. Met Vince looks like a turtle, Tez. So uh, Tez, I believe it's time to take a little break, and we'll tell you what's coming up on the MOS Network. So guys, thank you very much for being here on in this glorious summer's july eve and uh we'll be back after this after these messages we'll be right back coming up this week on the mos network before we do anything i just want to say thank you to every single one of you guys who came across to the youtube where we got partnered this week. It was such a surprise for us getting partnered all of a sudden here on YouTube, and it's so awesome. Thank you so much to every single one of you for all the support. Being partnered on YouTube will open up a lot of doors for other ways that we can grow the MOS network and connect with more people around the world. So thank you very much. If you are watching this live show, please remember to hit like and subscribe to this channel. It really helps out the live stream and it gets us out to more and more people. The podcast of Ministry of Slam will be live across all the podcast networks on Monday morning. Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, wherever you can download podcasts, you can listen to the Ministry of Slam. And please remember to give us five stars on all the podcast networks. On Tuesday, Tez is back with the Ministry of Horror. Join Tez at 8 p.m. UK, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Ministry of Horror on this very YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the MOS Network Live. We also have the Ministry of Horror going into the podcast feed on Wednesday morning, the same podcast feed where you can listen to the Ministry of Slam. 
Tez and me are also doing a lot of gaming on the YouTube channel. On Monday nights, Tez plays The Quarry. It's a horror game featuring David Arquette. I'm not sure if David Arquette will become the WCW champion in this game. But if he does, it's nearly as ridiculous as him becoming WCW champion in real life. I am also playing Red Dead Redemption on Wednesday nights. It seems Red Dead Redemption is dead and there's going to be a Red Dead Redemption funeral on Wednesday. Join me at around 9.30pm UK, 5.30pm Eastern as we attend our Red Dead Redemption funeral live on YouTube. Again, thank you so much for all the support, guys. The MOS Network is growing all around this information superhighway and we will go back to the show. Much love. We are back to We listened to the Saved by the Bell, the College Years theme song, and this happened afterwards. What? Huh? <laughs> um, no, Tez. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know what time for, Tez? Mm, what's the, what time is it? It's time for your homework. But uh, guys, remember, Ooh. if you're there, please go and hit the like on the stream. We've got 41 votes on our poll going about Vincent Mann. And if, and less likes, so go and hit like on the stream. It will help us out a lot. So, Tez, let's go for your homework. Let's do it. Like this. Like this. Like this. Like this. Like this. His name is Tez and he's here to say he likes to watch wrestling in his own kind of way. If you like wrestling and you don't care, Tez's homework is on the air. We are back, Tez. So Tez, it's your homework. So if anyone doesn't know, Tez has been on the show now for six, seven weeks. I think eight weeks. It's been a couple months now or something. And we found out mm. before Tez came on the show that he only started watching wrestling after 1999. Has watched less wrestling. So we thought we'd uh, sort of add in a segment called Tez's Homework. So Tez... We had some homework last week. What was it? It was the first, uh, one of the first ever War Games 1991. And this week, Tess, what was your homework? My homework was, uh, it was Progress 60-something or 60. It was... Uh, 62? Wal- yeah, maybe. Uh, Walter versus Timothy Thatcher. Ooh. And uh, let me tell you, Law, this match was... Progress wrestling. You got to lose your mind in progress. Slap City. Because this was all the slaps and chops and kicks. And it was quite uncomfortable to watch at times. Was it really? It was a good match. Really good match. I mean, the Volta that I've seen, I've heard about him, you know, before he came to WWE and it being quite a big deal when he came along. Um, And, you know, obviously on SmackDown, you have to kind of tone things down on the main thing and old school black and gold nxt or nxt yeah. uk you got a version of it but bloody hell there's chops in this that i think drew blood from timothy thatcher really chest. oh man he kicks him in the face so many times that i'm just like i actually had one of those moments um law where you kind of just thinking like i know that they obviously do this as safely as possible and yeah. you know their their colleagues working on trying to injure someone injure each other it looks like he's full on 
he's a big guy anyway, as Timothy Thatcher's big as well. It looks like he's full on trying to kick his head off. And he's stamping on his head at one point. And I'm like, how do you do that safely and make it still look and sound brutal? Oh. Oh, I don't know. I, I know. Sadly, I've had a manic busy weekend. Normally, I also watch Ted's at home, but I haven't. I haven't had a chance to see this, so I mm. apologise, guys. Uh, normally, I do watch it with Ted's, but sounds like a bit of a banger, mate. Oh, it was really it, good. Was it, it so uncomfortable that you didn't enjoy it though? No, no, no. Because, um, because it wasn't like it wasn't like Timothy Thatcher was just getting his absolute ass handed to him. Like he had some good, um, good moments in it as well. I mean, Volta was. He was basically owning the majority of the match until he went for a slap, uh, a chop on Timothy Thatcher near the ring post. Tim Thatcher moved and he whacked his hand on it. And that sounded brutal. Uh, it was a good match. Um, it was very indie-rific, I suppose you could say, near the end because there was a lot of big, heavy power slams or, or, or power bombs, I should yeah. say, and kickouts at like, you know, 2.9 out of 3. 2.9! Yeah, it, which was fine actually because some you, you like that like it's it's clearly I don't know the background to the match yeah. so I don't know I know that they're both in ring camp which I guess was like Imperium before Imperium right um but I don't know what the feud was but it was for like the Atlas uh, Progress Atlas Championship which I right. don't know if that's their Intercontinental maybe I'm not sure uh, but it was really good it was really good actually um it wasn't War Games good though Law. Wasn't War Games good? Is that that's your that's your mark now, isn't it? War Games. That's kind of become the benchmark, just because it reminded me of when clotheslines were clotheslines and not basically running Stana and pushing line. someone over. Steiner lines, mate, not clotheslines. Steiner lines, yes. Um, but yeah, I would recommend. I would recommend giving it a watch. Um, Bericles dropped the uh, thank you, Bericles. Uh, dropped the link for the match uh, in the Discord. I've yeah. no idea what the website was because there was just a lot of Japanese text around it. Oh my goodness! Um, but the match itself was in English and stuff, and decent quality. Um, Progress looks like a cool show as well. Actually, it's it's indie, but it's not like it's not like it's filmed in the back room of a pub. You know, it's like oh. it seems like there's a good audience, really good atmosphere as well. It seems you know they're very vocal. Um, yeah, it's good. I'd probably I'd probably give it. 7.5 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10. 7.5 chops out of 10. Whoa. Sounds good, Tez. Sounds good. Oh, man. Um, well, there you go. That was your homework for the week. Sounds like a good... Sounds good. Sounds good. Do you know what, Tez? I know I think. I, I'm going to choose your homework for next week because, like okay. you said, the student doesn't get to choose homework. Well, yes. Tez, we're getting a SummerSlam season, Tez. Yes. And I want you to watch a SummerSlam match, I think. Oh, uh... It's not the Brett Brett um, Bulldogs. I have no, actually seen that. Don't want to watch that match. Mate. It's called Brett Owen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just been moaning for. Yeah. Now that's actually a good match. I think Tez, you should watch from SummerSlam 1994, The Undertaker versus The Undertaker. Oh what? What? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that match? Okay. I have not. No. I've not seen a lot of um, early Undertaker, or I suppose, you know, I haven't seen a lot of his first few years. I think maybe the earliest thing I've seen The Undertaker in was maybe WrestleMania 13. Right. I'm not sure what year that was. Was that 96, 95? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. So, no, I've not seen that. And also, bonus homework, Tez, I would like you to add on to that some of the Leslie Nielsen Undertaker skits leading up to this SummerSlam, please. Leslie, as in... Police Naked Gun, Leslie Nielsen playing Frank Drebin pretty much 
police academy skits so, okay. so there we go so that's your that's your homework for the uh for the week undertake versus undertaker with a few one or two minute leslie nielsen skits leading up to it well, I mean, I'll, I'll appreciate if someone puts a reminder in the uh, Discord because that's usually where I go to check my homework and for, on a Sunday. I think they'll be on YouTube. The Leslie Nielsen skits will be able to easily find them for you, Ted. Okay. So I think we need it to. Doesn't seem very, it doesn't seem very popular in no, the chat. No, it's, it's not. It's horrible. But that's why we should watch it. We can't all pick good matches, Tez. We can't all be good, you know, uh, indie darling matches with you know Walter versus Timothy Thatcher. Wrestling also has been shit sometimes, and we need to show Tez some shit wrestling. And Undertaker versus Undertaker from SummerSlam 94 is definitely shit wrestling. But what might make it better is the Leslie Nielsen skits leading up to it. Because Leslie Nielsen as Frank Drebin is awesome. So definitely go check it out. That'd be really cool. Um, so there we go. There we go, Tez. That's your homework there done. Go. So Tez, there was some huge news this week in the wrestling world. Um, and the snowball just? is rolling down that hill. And now we're going to take a deep dive into that... Uh, Vince McMahon news guys so if you want to chime in with your thoughts I'm going to put the street uh, the the chat back up on screen so if you want to chime in with your thoughts on this Vince McMahon situation let's get talking about it Tez so uh, let's go for it the headline WWE's Vince McMahon paid a total of 12 million dollars to four women to quiet sexual misconduct allegations um, so, the long-time leader of the WWE, Vince McMahon, has allegedly paid out millions in hush money to a former female wrestler with whom he had a coercive sexual relationship and who was allegedly not brought back to WWE after spurning further sexual advances from the executive, according to a report published Friday in the Wall Street Journal. Um, McMahon allegedly paid out $7.5 million to the former wrestler who claimed that McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex, demotivate, dim, not demoted, demoted her, and then decided not to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters with him, per the journal report. Uh, the wrestler and her lawyer reportedly negotiated a non-disclosure agreement with Vince McMahon in 2018. Uh, the journal report details a total of 12 million allegedly paid out to four women over the last 16 years to quiet allegations of the 76 year old McMahon's sexual misconduct. Wow. Um, um, I mean, that's a bit to digest, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, again, I just think like this is this the snowball will keep going down the hill, the snowball will keep rolling, it's going to keep happening. And I, I truly think there'll be more and more stuff coming out. There's that news report when he, I think it was from 10, 10 years ago. Or I can't remember the exact date where he allegedly, allegedly uh, was going to get some suntan situation. And he got out and showed, was na completely naked with the lady working there. And she filed a report on him. And there wasn't enough evidence to back it up. So, there's, you know, there's more and more stuff coming out, dude. And this is going to keep snowballing. And the thing is, I think that guy's tone deaf because, like, he was bringing himself out on Raw a few weeks ago when Cena came out, and then Jimmy Smith was like, the man who makes wishes come true. Now, that is completely tone deaf to the situation. Mm. And if this is true, what he did, it's disgusting that people with money think they can do anything and just pay the person off and threaten them. You're not going to... You know, these people took the money, yes, but they also took the money because they know... They were said, you, you know, you've got, you got to take this money because you won't you won't win the court case because we've got our legal. So we'll wrap you up in legal. That's what happens with these situations. You hear it loads of times. Now, 
it's just it's just horrible and i don't i think they need to get the what but the questions is how f much further will this go and what will the company do that guy owns oh so swindon dan is put in uh in the chat now the people from 2005 that were released okay so uh the ladies are christy hem uh dawn marie molly holly i think that's it jackie gader so that's four so i was literally just googling just kind of out of uh, just intrigue um but you don't uh it's one of those things where it's kind of a weird it's an odd one to kind of speculate on but i mean there something has resurfaced um where christy hemi talked about her release from 2005 in an interview and why why she got released her response was i'm a strong woman that lives by my morals and if you ask me to do something that's not within my morals i will say no so once i put that you know line down that's when I got the axe. It was one specific instance, so I'm just going to leave it at that because I didn't. I don't need to go into details. It was not a wrestling-related risque thing. I did Playboy. It's just behind the scenes. Politics, politics. That's horrible. And my coffee oh. bag's just broken. So I'm eating coffee oh, beans. Oh, God. Um, no, dude. So, right, we don't know who it is. We don't know, no. But, man... It, just think of this in your real world. We all have jobs. We all do things. And if these sort of things... Imagine that. You're set, like, you're an asshole if you do these sort of things. I can't believe people support him. Or some people... Sorry, guys. I, I can't believe people who think you would still support him and cheer him. I just don't understand it. And it's going to keep going. I said a few weeks ago. It's going to keep It's going to keep going. Um, and the thing is with the Fed, when you look at the share breakdown of the public company, he owns... Um, he's got... I think his shares are, have more power than all the other main shareholders uh, within the, the company. So he has the final say on everything. So they can't get rid of him. They can't. They can't. So what, what's he going to do? Is he going to step away for the benefit of the company when the TV deals come out? This Netflix thing's just been dropped. Um, or will he, is he so wrapped up in his cotton wool world where he thinks he's invincible? Because that seems to be the... The consensus of this man when you see him in interviews from 20 years ago and he gets aggressive with the person interviewing him and all this other stuff not not wrestling interviews like oh there was an on the record i think i can't remember what the show was called canadian news things and all these things he did and he got aggressive with the person asking him questions yeah this guy doesn't seem like it uh, there's talk of you hear the rest of talk and he, he says vince is a great guy as a family man but if this stuff is true this is horrible and the world can't support people like this can't support but you can it's not the wwe you can still watch wwe i feel but this guy doing this um what he is alleged to have done and and it's just disgusting i can't i i i hate it i hate it so much because people with money feel like they can just get away with whatever they want to do with threats it's so annoying oh so horrible it's very negative and i can't i don't want him ever coming out on telly ever again if this is true to be honest Sorry, I get a bit annoyed about this sort of thing. But, no, yeah. that's fair enough. It's horrible, dude. Imagine that in your real world. You're what your office if this sort of thing happened with you. It's disgusting. What if, my, if my boss, well, whatever. Not not to make light of the situation, no. But um, it's just disgusting, dude. It's it's disgusting. It's not the real world. These people live in their clouds up in the sky, thinking they're invincible. And they're, but people's feelings and emotions are the real real situation, and we're all human beings. And casting this. I'm all powerful situation because I've got billion dollars and I control your destiny in this this business you want to work and your passion. 
It's disgusting. You know, these people work for this thing to become their passion to be creative and do wrestling or whatever they did. And this guy took a potentially was threatening them with sacking them to do sexual favors. It's horrible. I hate it. I can't, I don't want to see him on telly anymore. I think it's horrible. You know, if, if this is all true, if it comes out that it's not true, you know, fair play, but you know, sorry. Sorry to be too negative, but man, I don't like it, dude. Maybe the coffee bag that all the coffee beans is floating into my mouth has just got into my veins. So <laughs> <laughs> all that coffee, coffee rage. It's horrible, um, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's one thing if you're entering into a consensual relationship and whatnot, and but I believe whatever happens, happens. I mean, if they're two consenting adults, um, and I guess not again not to put any excuse on anything um but if you've got to keep up this appearance of being happily married especially with your ceo and the wife is getting involved in politics it never looks good in politics if they're like divorced even though that's that happens you know that's life um but when it then comes to obviously that woman had seemingly her pay doubled as soon as they started mm -hmm. having a uh, a sexual relationship plus him then um coercing uh employees and and you know former wrestlers into sexual acts it's, it's really quite grim it's really quite grimy for to benefit um, their careers yeah yeah and then paying them an nda to shut up i mean oh no i was gonna make a very bad taste joke about how theory's got his push all of a sudden but oh, oh probably wrong place wrong time um i tried to diffuse the diffused with humor but sometimes no, it's, it's fine really i mean i think it's you know you can have humor in these sort of things again of course but it's just gross dude it's very gross mm. it's very gross and you hear it happen a lot in a lot of industries yeah. and you know just because that guy has helped provide us entertainment for many many years and we've enjoyed him on telly and wrestling matches and being the vincent man against austin and all that stuff does not mean we can support it was still you know we have to think of what he could have possibly been doing because some of these allegations go right back to the late 80s 90s with him there's a lot of stuff coming out in the past um potentially uh and i, I don't like it i think it's very sour and what else has he maybe done um so it, in in the new report that came out on friday the journal cited documents and those familiar with the deals that mcmahon paid the former wrestler uh, $7.5 million for her silence. In addition, McMahon allegedly sent unsolicited naked photos of himself to a WWE contractor and sexually harassed her on the job, leading to about a $1 million non-disclosure settlement in 2008. Uh, in 2006 agreement, a former WWE manager was paid $1 million to stay silent about McMahon initiating a sexual relationship with her. Um, on June 27th, two weeks after the first Wall Street Journal report, New York Magazine ran a story containing interviews with former WWE female referee Rita Chatterton and former WWE wrestler uh, Leonard Inzitari, uh, in claiming McMahon sexually assaulted Chatterton in 1986. Chatterton had previously made those claims in 1992, but this was the first time they were corroborated by a second source. <laughs> Um, Insitari continues, isn't he? 
I'll tell you why I'm hopping on the bandwagon now in Zatari, told writer Abraham Reisman, who was authoring the book Ringmaster, Vince McMahon and the un- Unmaking of America. Bloody hell, don't jump in on that quick. Um, there's worse stuff than that. McMahon has been in the public view more than usual since the initial journal report on June 15th. One day after it was published, and hours after it was announced that he'd be stepping away from his CEO and chairman duties, McMahon showed up on WWE SmackDown. Three days later, he appeared at Raw, and last Saturday, he was in attendance cageside at UFC 276 in Las Vegas, a rare non-WWE public appearance for pro wrestling's most influential man. Um, He was there with his daughter Stephanie, her husband and fellow exec retired wrestler Paul Triple H Levesque, uh, Khan, and uh, sports media personality and WWE collar commentator Pat McAfee. Hmm. Um, now, and there was talk as well after the first SmackDown appearance, he said F him when he came back through the crowd. Someone someone linked that to the news that he said F him. So he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Well, I mean, him first coming out on SmackDown was keeping up appearances, wasn't it? Like... Pfft. You think these allegations are gonna get to me? Oh no, I'm Vince Vince Kendrick McMahon. Yeah, like, come on, man. He needs to go, He's dude. Pretty serious. But even if he goes, this is gonna overshadow everything. I feel like they got the TV deals coming at Netflix. So where where do you see the company moving on from here then? Um, what will the company do? If if more stuff keeps coming up, what's the company gonna do? I I would think. The smart thing to do is when they come up to the TV negotiations, that the networks, the networks would say, "Look, if we're going to continue doing your show, we need confidence that this is being dealt with, and Vince McMahon will be removed from his position, mm-hmm. or Vince will step down fully uh, from his roles as an on-screen talent and anything behind the scenes." And you got to think without that revenue. I mean, yeah, they could potentially still fall back on, you know, the shows where they make millions and millions in um, in Saudi Arabia. But really, it's a wrestling promotion. They need a regular TV deal. And uh, at the moment, I can't see a lot of them wanting to touch it. So that that's what I would think would be best case scenario. I mean, best case scenario would be Triple H gets control and we get um, NXT black <laughs> and gold, but on a lar- much larger scale. But yes, yes, we can but hope. Yes. Um I mean, this dude put himself on WrestleMania as a 70-plus, 76-year-old man, not this this year. No, he, he clearly kind of lives on cloud cuckoo land, thinking people want to see him out there doing wrestling stuff and doing whatever he does. And people... The stupid thing is people still cheer him. I mean, let's say he comes out at Cardiff and we go for Cash at the Castle. Will you cheer him? I think and the then, UK would probably be more of a negative response because, I mean... <clears throat> yeah, and then where does, go- the, where does the cheers for the wrestling heel character begin and end? And then the boo, like, where does it... You know, you know what I mean? It's a weird world we live in where the guy's called Vince McMahon has allegedly done this stuff and then Vince McMahon, the wrestling character, who has been a bad guy and a good guy for years. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, a weird I guess, world. I, I guess it depends on, with those cheering for Vince, either A what kind of political leaning that state has maybe b if if a lot of that's if a lot of the in attendance even pay attention to the news i mean i know it's big news but if you're a lot not of kids going and stuff yeah. yeah kids kids won't know that they'll be like oh look it's mr mcmahon um 
uh, and yeah, you you will always get. I mean, Christ, there's there's always going to be those that will look at something like that and go, "Oh, this is a bunch of nonsense." You know, Vince McMahon would never do these things. He's the you know he's a great man. Blah blah blah. You, you're always going to get people yeah. that will refuse to listen to uh, reports, and they're probably refusing because it's coming from women. And unfortunately, you do still get people that have that really misogynistic uh, mindset. Yeah, as as is proof of concept with um with Vince and his alleged actions. Uh, yeah, crazy. But yeah, I think best case scenario, just get he needs to be removed. Um, power of attorney or something. He's not Copus Copus Mendy or whatever. That's what um Fran Nakan says. Make time for Steph to have him declined sign C and I'll send him to a care home. Uh, the graph. We shouldn't judge people without all the facts, and everyone should be innocent until proven guilty. But is anyone really surprised hearing this stuff after all we have seen on TV? And that's, that's the crazy thing about wrestling is like, you know, you don't see Kit Harrington as Jon Snow and then you see whatever it is or the, the Hound in Game of Thrones. I think, well, that acts does the same thing. The crazy thing about wrestling is these guys call themselves their real names. <laughs> and then they come out on character as they come out on TV and there's where does the character begin and character end? You know what I mean? It's a, it's a weird world of wrestling entertainment where we see these characters and the real people intermingle in this world. Because uh, you know when t- t- Robert Downey Jr. doesn't fly around in an Iron Man suit, does he? It would be cool if he did, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? It's like the, it, there's a difference in the in the two people. Two well, yeah. one's a cat, one's not real, and one is one is a real man. And but with wrestling, there's that weird grey area where Vincent Man, the wrestling character, and there's Vincent Man, the real man. And where does it begin and end? It's very strange. It's a weird form of entertainment if you think about it, wrestling with that. I don't think there's any other ones like that. Um, no, I mean, like, I mean, Groff's made a good point in that, you know, it should be innocent until proven guilty. And I do think in other instances, you know, let the courts decide before kind of throwing stones, glass houses, all that stuff. But I guess with this, this scenario in particular, it's a number of NDAs which are legitimate you know, legal documents yeah, yeah. kind of being found and it's like that's got to be because of you know, you don't just pay out like seven seven million or twelve million dollars without there being something a bit iffy, you know, like hush money is hush money for a reason. Whether yeah. it's to keep up appearances or whether it's because look, some effed up stuff went down, um, it's not gonna come out right. Here's your money, shut up, go away, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very and bad. How, how long do you think it'll be till something very serious comes out or possibly could come out serious without an NDA or with some proof behind it because I, I guess got, it depends. people have had it in for Vince for a long time and whether you know not because of a get out of an end just want the, the truth to come out well I guess if things came out without an NDA, NDA um, and you know um allegations with truth then i still I, I think with that that aspect it would have to kind of be a it has to kind of be proven because in in today's modern age people will take the written word on any sort of social <laughs> platform and think it's true like you could say on twitter well i've heard blah 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 and if you've got enough of an audience, people then go, Jesus Christ, I didn't know that this happened. Yeah. But there's nothing behind it. It's just what something someone said. I'm not saying that's this case, but as we talked about on uh, on the show the other week, it wouldn't have surprised me if when initial allegations, initial people coming forward, that the vast majority will be true. 
I would not be surprised that you're going to get a percentage of those coming forward again. I can make a quick buck and say that he did all me or he, you know, did whatever. Who who are just trying to cash in? I, yeah, I'm not going to say that about the people who've who've been involved so well, far. But like I just Fran think... said, why would anyone make a hush money payment if they were innocent? Mm. Yeah. Um, and Jesse Cruz, some will be truth. Others will try to latch on for more payments. Yeah, uh, exactly, Jesse. Yeah. Um, which is, I always think, when people the the sort of people that would make a false allegation to try and make money are scumbags. I mean, I'm not going to say the same level as the people involved in the thing, but if you're going to go, ooh, I can make some money off this, then, you know, you've got to take a look. Where are these photos? Though? I mean, where's the, where's the circle of these things? Because, you know, you can't tell me if someone sent you pictures like this, wherever in your world you live in, you wouldn't tell your partner, your friends, you know, they tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on. So, do you know what I mean? There's going to be a trail. It's, it's, it's bound to happen. And I'm more, more it's bound to. This is the world we live in. It's what happens with all these sort of things. Um, Jess, um, James Jones just says it's the owner of his football team, Daniel Snyder. I don't know the Daniel Snyder. Mm. Um, seems to be happening with him as well. But I guess also with the telling friends, they tell friends, they tell friends. That's where you then also potentially get the, I don't know if it's still politically correct term, but the, the whisper effect where the original story that was told Chinese to the first whispers. set of friends. But yeah, I didn't know if that was totally oh, yeah. correct. I don't know if it is, yeah. Not um, sure. Which is what I said to there. Um, that yeah, it will then morph and what what then gets said to the 30th person wasn't the original yeah, yeah, message. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew I mean, Saunders has said it may be easier to pay someone than drag it through the courts. Yes, but also Andrew mm-hmm. Saunders, you've got to think as well, could they be, for want of a better term, threatening the people saying you won't win this case. We will tie you up in litigation for a long time. Take this money now. You won't be able to afford to take us to court. We've got lawyers and lawyers and lawyers. I, I guess, though, to play devil's advocate, um, that yes, that could be one version, one side. But could you not potentially, and again, not saying this is right, purely devil's advocate, could you not also potentially have one side going, well, Vince, this could be pretty nasty if this got out. Maybe if you uh, sweeten the deal, I'll uh, keep my mouth shut and put it forward that way. Like, uh, you, you may be getting those that go, look, I want you to yep. be ruined for what you've done and for how you've treated me, you know, and then there's the threat of litigation and the years and years not being able to afford it. But I do think you potentially, there's that potential for people to maybe go, well, my silence can be bought. Uh, not, Fran Cannon right also said, but if you've got Vince's money and you were innocent, you drag it out and bang up the claimant and clear your name. But Fran, as we've seen with a lot of these situations, the court of public opinion, like Matt Murdoch said, is a strong court. And whether if this came out as a public court case, even if he cleared his name, it would still take a long time to get rid of those. Uh, allegations that or that the association of those alleged allegations oh and once an allegation has been made it generally even if you're proved yeah. innocent again it not takes a long this time case, dude well even if sometimes you get it where you can be proved innocent we'll see it in in the media and uh that there's that stink always around their name mm. uh, there's that allegation and then people be like oh didn't they do this like yeah, totally. oh, oh yeah, it was proven innocent actually but there's Happens that, with that's everyone. Yeah. JT, what's up, guys? Yeah, Vince is dirty. Get him out, says JT on the chat. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think this is the end of the story. This is like we said weeks ago. This is one of the biggest stories going. 
in in wrestling and it will be forever i think and it's not coming to an end there's gonna be more coming out you can't tell me something like the wall street journal which has seen this traction with their business isn't doing more investigative reporting trying to find more information and more will come out and this ain't the end of it dude you wait SummerSlam. how long SummerSlam? two three weeks away there'll yeah, be a weeks. huge story when SummerSlam happens that week guarantee it their second biggest third biggest pay-per-view of the year something massive will happen with SummerSlam I predict that yeah. you know I can't predict who will win out of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns but I, I can what's pre- happened with their um, their stock prices I haven't really paid attention to that have they stayed stable or plummeted I haven't really heard much about it uh, since the allegations have come out would you buy uh, WWE stock uh, if they went super cheap then maybe <laughs> Uh, just because I do a little bit, a little bit of investing here and there, um, but uh, I'd probably only buy if they dropped down a lot and it looked like Vince was going. Because then I'd think, ah, okay, hopefully these now recover and go on the up and make me lots of money. So it um, went up, Ted. Got up one point eight percent. It's gone up. Yeah, uh, that's not good. I don't know stocks how that works, mm. but no, I. I I I look at the graphs, but I've no idea like the logistics behind it. Can you buy stock in WWE stock? Oh, you just go on the stock market. Um, like uh, God, I use Plum, um, and you can just search for things. I invested in Intel, um, and I lost Ooh. about seven percent on that. But hopefully, that will then shoot up again. I I, I don't know. I don't know how markets work. Inside tra- inside a trading Tez can't be doing that. Oh, that's illegal. Yeah, it is illegal. <laughs> it is illegal. Yeah. yeah, like if you worked for WWE and you're just like, well, the prices are going to drop in the next two days, so buy a lot then. And it's like, well, uh, say hello to jail. The graph says doubt will be seeing Vince live in September. So we're definitely going to Clash of the Castle when he was watching America. Uh, Tez, me, uh, Gruff, who's in the chat, and Meryl. We're going to go to Carling yeah. and uh, do some wrestling stuff, which would be good. Buy oranges that work Freddie Murphy in trading places. <laughs> Um, but man it's a story that is not coming to an end and it will continue I believe it's in the last mm. year of it and I can definitely see something coming out on SummerSlam weekend if not before mate if not before um, yes yes but Tez should we get to uh, it's all a bit too serious and I think we need to get even more serious Tez we need to get more serious we need more serious Tez and then because uh, oh, it, it's time for a very serious wrestling promo and now Ministry of Slam proudly presents a very serious wrestling promo. Oh, JR, I'm ready. I really don't think you know me that well, do you? You know, I'm the kind of guy, just when you know me a little bit, you find out you don't know a damn thing about him. Oh, I'm willing to pay the price, you see, JR. I'm a risk taker. I'm a calculated risk taker. You can call me a bad guy, but you see, I just hope that Ric Flair, when he comes to the ring at the Rumble, I hope Ric is there with his family at ringside. Yeah, because I want his family. I want the whole world to see what I do to Ric Flair. I don't know if you're gonna think ill of me, but I enjoy destroying lives. It turns me on, especially an icon like Ric Flair. After the match, my hand will be raised as a token of victory. Ric Flair has lost to Vince McMahon. Flair won't be able to live with himself. 
He will be so humbled. I'm gonna destroy Rick, all right, from inside and out. Flair will be humbled at the rumble. I hope his wife and children are crying as a result of what I do to Ric Flair. I'm being honest, and then Rick will beg me to buy his stock. Good job, I enjoyed this interview. Thank you. Vince McMahon, WWE Smackdown, 10th of January, 2002. Thank you. And that was a very serious wrestling promo. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. We are back to back Tez did you watch any yeah. Hannah Montana at least you haven't got any scandals in that form of entertainment you've watched for years I mean has she not had all the scandals already um, was she not a bit of a naughty girl a few years ago I don't uh, whatever it is it's alleged it's alleged uh, allegedly allegedly <laughs> uh, thank you for the fire subscription as well Alex Buster. welcome to the MOS network if any of you guys are watching thank you very much for spending your sunday evening afternoon or time zone around the world with us it's great to have you here we are live here every single sunday on this youtube channel doing the ministry of slam we also have the ministry of horror on tuesdays we do game and streams other wrestling videos and lots of other good stuff so if you're new here please hit that subscribe and like button and help grow the MOS community uh we've just got partnered this week which is a glorious time to celebrate and you'll be seeing a few graphical changes on the MOS network channel in the next few weeks as well as open up memberships so you can come and join the MOS network membership situation which would be great to have you have you there guys but uh tez it's time this week now hey thor how you doing um it's time tez for this week in wrestling history are you ready Ooh, i'm ready here we go tez let's go so july 11th 2005 matt hardy returns to raw in one of the most memorable Raw segments of the period, the recently released Matt Hardy made a surprise return to Raw to attack Edge. Hardy had been released just after WrestleMania, and it emerged that while he was off the road suffering from an injury, his real-life girlfriend Lita, Amy Dumas, and friend Edge began an affair. Subsequently, Lita and Edge had been paired up on Raw as a heel couple, and Hardy's return shockingly blended the real-life situation with a wrestling angle to create a massive vision of excitement amongst wrestling fans. The illusion of reality was furthered by commentary not acknowledging Hardy's invasion and Hardy himself shouting about Ring of Honor as he was led out of the arena by security. Did you see this, Ted? I didn't see it at the time. I saw it after the fact. Um, I think when I went back after my lapsed uh, period, uh, Lita had already gone. Right, okay. Yeah, so this was probably like a couple of years before that. Um, but yeah, I've seen it back on like WWE documentaries. It was brutal. And of course, ended up with Edge becoming the ultimate heel. I think Edge turned out better with this situation than Matt Hardy did, sadly. Yeah. Um, but it was great when it, like, I love stuff. Although it was probably nasty for Matt Hardy. Again, he agreed to do all this stuff in the end. Um, mm. But I love it when wrestling crosses, you know, um, you know, um, 
real life with yeah as long as it's appropriate if you know what i mean um and i guess these guys agreed to doing it and i think it worked out better freddie became a huge bad guy heel as you say through this period oh, straight after this matt hardy not so much but again when you look at matt hardy and what sort of storylines he's been in through the years he's he is a these guys are legends these these hardy boys and this was a huge moment for these guys and you can see it i mean a bad part of it was he was still a bit pissed off i can imagine Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've seen all the clips like uh, when they was on, I think it was Bike This, they had like a call-in show. Yeah, and on, he phoned uh, like in. WW.com. And... Yeah, and you could kind of tell like that they were getting to a point, like Lita and Edge were kind of getting to a point where it was like, yeah, okay, what we did sucked, but we're together now and we're kind of sick of um, apologizing. And I guess it seemed like, hmm. I mean, are they just sort of playing their characters? It kind of feels like there is that bit of annoyance where it's like, look, what's happened has happened. We're not just going to break up because it's it's occurred in a very bad way. But, but Tez, love stinks. It's occurred. It, it love does stink. It uh, definitely stinks. It definitely stung for Matt Hardy. It did stink for Matt Hardy. Um, Doesn't stink for yeah. him anymore. No, no, no. He's, uh, he found love and all that malarkey. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a cool angle. I mean, I've still never really been prior to his broken stuff i just never really was that big of a matt hardy fan he always seemed like the duller of the hardy boys um but yeah it's a cool angle quite you know blurring blurring the lines of fiction and reality yeah definitely mate definitely there we go so uh yes tez the next one tez let's go july 11th 2009 brock lesnar is champ again Former WWE champion Brock Lesnar headlined UFC's landmark UFC 100 pay-per-view in Las Vegas, Nevada. He faced off with Frank Nur to, to unify the interim and regular versions of the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Lesnar won via TKO in the second round. The event secured 1.6 million buys on pay-per-view, breaking the UFC record at the time and remaining one of the biggest ever pay-per-views to this day. That's Hez. We uh we spoke up a little bit like about UFC last week with Kenny. Uh now this was um for me when that UFC was on my radar. What about you? Um so I probably started regularly watching UFC. Um I'd got like uh an ESPN account, I think yeah. it was either through Sky or something like that. Um so you could get the channel as an add-on for pretty cheap. And I started watching when Brock had been away with diverticulitis. Yes. So I kind of just missed this when it happened. But, um, I mean, yeah, it was basically his proper announcing himself as he's not just an ex-wrestler guy. Like, he is a legit beast. Um, he lost his first match to Frank Mir, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Was his first match. Um, battered the guy whose name I can never remember in his second match. And then got a title match kind of pretty much... Uh, pretty much straight away was it against uh randy couture and then this mm. was the unification i think yeah 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 i mean randy couture is a legit legend and frank Mir as well used to be great i mean is it's a bit past it now um but this was a great match and it really showed how brutal um brock lesnar is still is scary man mm. oh yeah yeah this was great this was great this this was kind of this was for like i guess like a 10-year period um, where maybe just about 10 years I'd say where UFC was really hot um, the matches you were generally always guaranteed to get 
uh, one or two really good fights on on the uh, on the card or the prelim sometimes as well. Um, and you have guys with a lot of personality. Um, uh, I'm trying to get back into UFC. Um, I'm able to watch the prelims at the moment on Fight Pass, but um, haven't really haven't found anyone recently that's kind of. I guess the last guy that seemed to have some personality was Conor McGregor. Mm. Um, but yeah, this was a great time. A great time to be a UFC fan. And it was and 11, was 11 years ago, 12 years ago, nine years ago, many uh, years ago, 13 years, ago. 13 years. Wow. Yeah. 13 years ago. Cool. Tez, it's a long time. It's a long time. It's uh, still competing for titles. Well, yes. Next one, Tess. Let's go. <laughs> July 13th, 2015. Women's Revolution officially kicks off. Um, on the episode of Raw from Atlanta, Georgia, the Divas Revolution truly kicks off when the acclaimed NXT trio of Charlotte Flair Becky Lynch and that's a Charlotte uh, Flair. Sasha, Sasha Banks, I think that must be, uh, make their main roster debuts. Yeah, because Bailey kind of stayed behind a little bit, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was when women's wrestling was really just pants. Finally, kind of getting showcased. Showcase. Well, before it was pants, wasn't it? And then it oh uh, crap before, yeah. Yeah, and then this uh, what was it the what were they called the sisters of. Submission. Submission sisters, wasn't it? Submission sisters, brilliant. Well done, wrestling. Yeah. Sorority Sisters or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, though this wow, seven years since these guys turned up for the first time. Amazing, really, isn't it? A long time, isn't it? Yeah, P- yeah. PCB was so hot, says uh, Baby Ice in the chat. And a lot it was, of them. Yeah, is, it was a great time. A lot of them are still around, doesn't it? I mean, with it, what stars since then have they brought on though? I suppose Alexa. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you'd say Alexa. Um, you could say, to a degree, Carmella, but I think she's kind of floundered. The yeah, she had a she had a moment, but uh, you know, um, to to me, the the women's division after you know the the PCB came up, um, it was always seemed to be that it was great acts in. Uh, oh, I'd probably say Asuka. You could throw in yes, there. Asuka, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just seemed to be like a lot of great acts that were in NXT and just didn't really either connect or didn't really get a proper chance in the Fed, like Ember Moon injured herself in the 24-7 yeah. running after the title, um, you know, uh, Kyrie Sane. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, Io Shirai, is she going to go up or is she going to be released? I don't know, but I can't think of too many really that had that great presentation they're all great promos and they're all yeah. great in the ring. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think what is, it's good though now. What, what? I mean, this was still slow going, I feel, from this moment in time. And I still feel we're still going to get Royal Rumbles, all these legends coming back when they have Battle Royals and stuff. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, oh, so- Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville, yeah. Mandy Rose, oh, yeah. yeah. Riot Squad came along later. But well, again, are, they, the are these like... guys on the levels of the Charlottes and the Beckys? I would say Mandy Rose has found herself in NXT 2.0. Yeah. Like she's got her, she's got a good character now as opposed to just kind of being like not really much to her. Sonya Deville, I, I like the character work, but I never thought she was that good in the ring or that she kind of just seemed like, and not, not just because of the MMA, like a, a knockoff, yeah. Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey. Um, and the Riot Squad, I mean, they, they were, practically jobbers unfortunately which is a shame because i liked uh i like ruby riot ruby soho um 
Uh, I couldn't remember what the Mushmouth one was. Uh, was it Sarah Rowe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, she, when she talked about like gator meat and stuff, and it's like, I've no idea what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I don't think many people have really kind of hit that same level. Like, No, I, I don't. I remember Alexa. Alexa and Oscar, I'd say, since this. Yeah. And Bailey, when she was about, she hadn't been around for ages. Um, no, yeah, she should be. I mean, I think she's cleared or she's close to being cleared. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, probably, probably those really. Cool. Well, Tez, cool. Cool. it's time. So there we go. That was this week in wrestling history. A lot of stuff, Tez. A lot of stuff. Oh. And you know what time it is for now, Tez? Oh, it's uh, is it quiz o'clock? It's time for the two eleven quiz, ladies and gentlemen. Where we have two minutes eleven seconds, and each week we swap it where one of us gives us clues and the other has to guess. So this week I'm going to be giving Tez's clues to guess whose wrestler's birthday, which wrestler's birthday is coming up this week. <sighs> right, so you. Minimize. Oh, sorry, Kenny. You have to say Bianca Bella. Yeah, terrible. Oh God, actually, terrible. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's incredible. We are she's terrible wrestling podcasters. Doing that, isn't she? We are the worst wrestling podcasters going. Because, but to be fair, Kenny, I didn't like Bianca Bella when she first came up, but I turned the corner right up until last year's SummerSlam, and then she lost the belt. So it's good that they built her up. Will she lose the belt again? Um, but no, I do like Bianca Bella. She's great. She is very good. And Rhea, not so much for me there, Kenny. Not so much for Rhea. Sorry. Uh, Brock Led, yeah, Kenny Williams says, yeah, that's that with tribute to you there, Kenny, for UFC. And Ted's got fight pass as well, uh, straight after her worst last week. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll thank Barricles because he's found something that was 65% off for the year. Wow. So it was like £22 or something for a year. It's it, The only annoying thing, although I guess it make, doesn't make sense for their business model, is you only get the pay-per-views a month later so you'll get like the prelims or the fight plus prelims but i mean if you watch all the prelims then you basically and and the main card you'd basically be watching like 10 hours of fighting that's too much that's too, too much, much fighting but that's why you should come join the discord hot deals like barricles posting and, and other people yeah. as well so uh tess you ready for 211 quiz barricles is bargains barricles is bargains yeah are you ready tess yes i'm okay. ready i've minimized chat okay tess the 211 quiz tess Starts now. Born July 15th, 1983. This guy is an American professional wrestler currently signed to Impact Wrestling. Uh, after, Eric Young? Nope. After debuting in 2004, he began wrestling in the WWE in 2006 and wrestled in the developmental territory Deep South Wrestling, Florida Championship Wrestling, and appeared in NXT. Um, uh, oh God. Um, Sammy Callahan? No. He joined a faction that also included Wade Barrett, Ryback, and some other guys. Michael McGillagutty was in, in it as well. Who's an impact that was in the Nexus? Ah. Uh, um... Oh my god. Okay, he had feuds with legends when it between 2011 and 2012. Later. You got it, Tez. You got it. You did it, mate. You did it. Bailey's come to celebrate as well. Let's go. Fight. Fatality. There can be only one. <laughs> I 
definitely, I'm definitely Ross from Friends of My Soundboard. <laughs> I just need a helicopter <laughs> and an explosion. <laughs> Wait, here we go, Tez. You did it, Tez. Well done. Oh my god. Tez did yes, the 211 quiz. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube uh, podcast over doing the YouTube face, but you did it, Tez. You did it. Well done, mate. Yeah, he, I did. Heath Slater. You know more than you can let on to for wrestling, dude. You definitely do. Uh, uh, I know some stuff, but I've got an awful thing for names. So it's quite it's quite an achievement for me that I remember any of these people's names. <laughs> well, well done, mate. Well done, dude. So yeah, 211 quiz. That was it. So dudes, we are now going to open up the phone line. So if anyone wants to call in via Zoom and talk about this Vincent Mann situation. Basically, the Vincent Mann story is the big wrestling news, I'd say, this week. And then... um. There's no pay views. There's no yeah. There's no pay views. There's no um. There's no big shows really. I mean, there's a few few match announcements. So, if anyone wants to call, phone in and talk about Vincent Mann, here's the here's the link in chat. I believe that will work. Uh, just put it into the chat room. So please do phone in. The waiting room is enabled, isn't it, Tez? I believe. I believe so. It is enabled. So if anyone wants to come and join, please do come and join it into the chat, and we will talk to you live on the Information Super Highway. But Tez, while we're waiting for anyone to phone. What have you got coming up on Ministry of Horror this week? So this week on Ministry of Horror, as usual, the latest in horror news. Uh, we may not or may only have one review. I haven't watched any new horrors. Uh, so I don't know if I watch if I get down to watch one tomorrow, we may get a review. We may Two not. Cameras. Um, but what we will have is uh, we will be talking about horror in TV. I'm going to pick on a couple of TV shows. Uh the Exorcist, The Walking Dead, uh, American Horror Story, to name a few, and just kind of talk about the impact and the change that we've had over the uh, the decades in uh, horror's representation on television. Right. That's cool. Uh, Barracles is asking for a passcode. Try again, Barracles. That seems oh, weird. Barracles. Have you got that Barracles lock on the uh, the Zoom? Don't know. Gone all Doctor Strange. I did. I fixed it now. Though. Oh, that's annoying. Hang on, guys. I don't know what's going on there. Let's see if this works. All right, Ministry of Multiverse. Ministry of Multiverse, indeed. Right, try this one, dude. Here we go. Right, I'm trying to post it again. Bang. Hopefully that works. Try that one, Barracles. Hopefully that works. So yeah, if anyone wants to phone in, there we go. Maybe it's Friday's Nightmare was underrated. Freddy's Nightmare was underrated. Also, if anyone wants to check out me and Tess speak about Ghostbusters on the podcast feed, that was really good. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah. That was a good joke. We yeah. spoke about nearly three hours about the whole Ghostbusters franchise the other day. So I think yeah, Barracles... I think, I think most of it was uh, Ghostbusters, wasn't it? Like the news we blitzed through. It's pretty much all Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, it was very enjoyable. Very, very good. So Tez, uh, we've got Barracles in the chat. So we're going to go for Barracles first, and then Crimson Mel is also in the waiting room. We can uh, let Crimson Mel join afterwards. But here comes Barracles. Admit. That no franchise in the chat this week, so maybe franchise... Um, isn't isn't about to tell us about his sandwiches uh but Bericles, are you there i am here how you doing mate i'm good i'm good we literally just finished filming uh taping the sunny years so oh, wow uh, we we literally uh, i think it was about 20 minutes into the show so i apologize if anything i ask has already been covered by this show oh uh, no well don't worry um we don't know what we're talking about half time anyway so go, <laughs> go for it um, I just I want to talk about the Vince McMahon situation. Go for it. I want it to be known that I'm very, very. Um, I would not be a wrestling fan were it not for Vince McMahon. Right. That's how ubiquitous he is. 
uh, with professional wrestling in this country. After World of Sport died off, you know, wrestling was pretty much dead. And it was only because of WWF becoming so big yeah. on the early Sky Network that uh, I became a fan. That being said, his alleged behavior is despicable. It's it's wrong on every level. I can't get behind anyone supporting him. Yeah. If this is true. Yeah. And if you look at certain segments of what he said in various interviews and documentaries. Yeah. I genuinely I genuinely believe this man has an unhealthy relationship with sex. There there are certain uh, he he made it very public during a Playboy interview in the late nineties or early two thousands. I think it was the first Sable in, uh, issue that he'd been sexually assaulted as a child. Vince had right, okay, yeah, um, and other 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 certain things about how he he has a a method of just disassociating himself with unhealthy things. Yeah, uh, like his uh, on the HBO. Andre the Giant documentary. Uh, people brought up the fact that by the end, Andre was like, you used me to get your money and now you don't care about me. And he was very, he was like, I, I, I tend not to think about that because I disassociate myself from anything that upsets me. Yeah. To me, that goes to show that the man, to my mind, and to be fair, this is only my reading of it. I'm not a trained professional. It just goes to show that this person does not live in the same world that we all do. No. You know, he's he's I'm not trying to say because 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 some something happened in his childhood that this is right for him. It's still abhorrent. I'm just going to say that this got this is the same man that people say has a bad relationship with sneezing. He gets angry if someone sneezes in front of him. Yes. This is not healthy behaviour. No, still, uh, sneezing isn't healthy either, Barclays. Uh, sneezing is incredibly healthy. It clears your sinus. It does, it does. Netty pot. Um, what I'm saying is, it's obviously that this guy isn't healthy. Yeah. Mentally, to my mind. And people defending him, I mean, I get that he's he's giving you a fandom of something. Yeah. But I am more likely to believe in my own mind that these allegations are true because of the strange things I've heard about him. If you know what I mean. I understand what you mean. Again, this is the difficult thing where Vince, there's the stuff you've heard about him behind scenes because you never he's never done much public speaking and then there's the vincent man character on tv and then there's yeah. the vincent man real man how many people really know him here's the thing the real man and the character how much of that is the real man yeah i said it on the the news report that we did when the news first broke yeah the greatest characters are the man turned all the way off yeah uh, that's why Austin was so successful. That's why The Rock, to a certain degree, was successful. Yeah, is that the greatest wrestling performances were 
the man turned all the way up. And they even oh. say that themselves. But with Vince, I just kind of want him to go away. Like I'm 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 done with it. Yeah, but then will his ego allow himself to go away? No. If his ego was gonna allow him to go away, he'd simply not have been there. Do you know you think you gotta think as well? It like so so like the, the the Wall Street the original one came out and that night he went on SmackDown a few hours later, didn't he? He knew allegedly let's say all this is true. Yeah. He knew that he had also paid hush money to other people, potentially. And um you know, he knew that. So and how what reaction it got. He doesn't care. He knew he this seven news would come out. And he went on telly like, I'm great, the man who makes wishes come true. That's the thing. That's what upsets me is because <laughs> let's say this if this wasn't true to, to me, you would go completely silent. Yeah. You would protect your company at all costs. Yeah. And sooner or later, preferably sooner because you've got a world-class legal team, it would come out and say, this isn't true because of this. Here's the proof this isn't true. Yeah. But what he did was say, it doesn't matter. Forget it. I am the man. I've gone out there. I have shown that a certain a certain part of our audience are okay. <laughs> I'm getting attacked by grot bags. I was going to say I'm trying to hold on here, but I'm just seeing I'm just seeing grot bags. Like I'm going to get. Um, <laughs> you were right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a certain point of our audience is all right with that. Look at them, bow to me. Yeah. And, and proclaim me God. Surely it's all right. Right. Now, I believe if that audience had just booed him out of the building, he would have become more scared, worried about it, because <laughs> that shows his bottom line. Um, but as it is, there are a certain group, and it may even be a big enough group... <laughs> That says I'm trying really hard. It's like watching those old Jake the Snake videos where the snake tries to attack him and he's trying to cut an interview. It's just all over here. I'm gonna put this on the internet. I think there's a clip. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> uh, this is a. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, the um. Have you got your poo? Is the pooch about Tez? I can try and get him to come up. Here we go. <laughs> Ministry uh, Island. Dog and cat living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> I must spell good or something. I don't know what's going on there. I was going to say, it's not you, this is affectionate. Sorry, podcast sisters. This is very, very visual. Um, but wow, I mean, there's the. the, the... I don't know <laughs> yeah. what to say. I'm, I'm lost. I'm just getting cuddled to death right I was going to say, it's all right. I just. I don't know. Even if he were to leave, oh, even right. if he was to step down from the company, his replacement is Stephanie. There we go. So, we know who, who, uh... Mystery of Horror I, Dog. Hey! I wish I had a pet. Dave's just left, so I can't even be like... <laughs> there we go. So we've got dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Yeah, there we go. Um, man, I don't Dog. know, Tez. Uh, we're lost on this whole... So sorry, <laughs> podcast. I mean, if you listen to the ministries, now, you're not coming in for in-depth wrestling uh, news. But, you know, Barricles... Oh, God. This cat does not want to get down from me. It's mental. Aww. <laughs> bag. Right. Before I go, though... Okay, mate. I do want to say, Tez... Hello. 
I know it's your homework. Oh, yeah. Save yourself. Oh, God. Don't do this. No, do it. That's his homework. Have Don't a, tell him I that. A, You're the naughty an, boy at school. I have an awesome, awesome SummerSlam match. No. It's, it's from 89. It's the Heart Foundation versus no. the Brain Busters. No. no, he needs to watch shit stuff too, Barry. No. Oh, he will. Don't be wrong. But I'm saying, if you need a palate cleanser. Oh, a palate cleanser. Okay. All right. It's still from SummerSlam. It's a great match. Uh, if you, if you, if you, I'm sure we've mentioned it on Attorney Years a couple of times. It's one of mine and Dave's favorite matches. If you're sitting there and going, what have I just watched? SummerSlam does contain some great stuff. So, uh, okay. Heart Foundation okay. versus the Brain Busters is my palate cleanser for you when you're cleanser. sitting there being like, this was bad. Wrestling is bad. Wrestling was a bad idea. Yeah. Wrestling should <laughs> just stop. No. No, it's not happening. Uh, it's you know Tez can't pick his homework. We sort of made no, no, yeah. You I'm got, not saying yeah. it should be his homework. I'm saying it point. should be you a can't, healing process. You can't appreciate the good without the bad, Barclays. I think for that you're gonna have to get one of them. Oh, <laughs> cruel! Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, Barclays. It does cut deep. Those buzzers. They're only given to franchise most of the time. So, um, <laughs> say you know, I'm the headmaster. I've been franchised. Uh, you have no. I don't know if he's there, so I got. I got to bust someone tonight. I'll Barclay, bust Matt. What I'll, sandwich I'll, have you had today? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. Is he gone? No, no I'm still here. Oh, um, so yeah, there we go. Barry will get yeah. The ch- chat room's in shock. But uh, right, let's get. Um, should we go for? Thanks for calling in, Barry. He's appreciate no it, buddy. And great episode of Turning Years this week. Check it out on the YouTube channel and on the podcast feed, guys. It's yeah. We'll awesome. see you next week for another episode. We just Shit. recorded two of them. So wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. Nice one, dude. Nice one. See you later. Cool. All right. Cheers, dude. Yeah. All right. Um, and now I'm going to go for... I'm getting right distracted by grot bags. It's going for it. But it's time, Tez. Let's admit, all the way from uh, California, IA, it's Crimson Mel, host oh, of wow. Unexplained Possibilities. So, guys, if you want to go check out Crimson Mel's YouTube channel, go and check it out, Unexplained Possibilities. It'd be great. If anyone else wants to phone in as well, phone lines are still open. Uh, if anyone wants to call in after Mel... There's a link if Kenny wants to call him from Canada or franchise there. But Mel's uh, microphone's connecting. Welcome, Mel. How you doing? Hello. Hey, guys. Good to have hey, you here, buddy. Mel. How you doing? Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. Been a really busy week for me, which is a good thing. It means I get paid. So yeah, yeah, that's the same as me, mate. I've been a mad, mad weekend. So, uh, but it's good to be here talking with all the MOS community uh, and everyone here about this crazy week of wrestling. I uh, well. I got to say, before anything, congratulations on getting partnered. That is freaking awesome. Oh, thank you, mate. Thank you. Thank you, dude. I've been uh, doing streaming for a while. uh, So, and and you, you know, you've been around for a long time now. So, you know, it's uh, great that it could grow into all sorts of different elements, not just the gaming, which was a few years ago, this and Tez's show now, maybe some music streams and all this other stuff as well. It's going to be really, really cool. I've got, we've got a few other plans for lots of stuff, haven't we, Tez? Yeah, we have lots and lots on the horizon. So, yeah, and thank you, Mel, for all the help you've given uh, everything as well over the last uh, period of time as well with the unexplained side of the slam last year as well. Yeah, well, no problem. You know, I love you guys and help out when when and where I can. So. We love you Although, too, Mel. <laughs> I have to say, though, I'm disappointed in you, Tez. You're wearing a Chicago Bulls jersey. Uh, it's the first thing I could find without sleeves. It's too hot in the UK. <laughs> uh, I don't care. You represent the Lakers, darn it. You don't the wear Lakers. the freaking bulls. Yes, Lakers all the way. 
Yes, uh, basketball on a wrestling podcast. What's going on here? My I'm, my American sports apparel is all is all poser. I've got a Baltimore Ravens NFL jersey. I literally just wanted an NFL jersey, and I thought, oh, that looks nice. I, I will admit the Ravens have good colors. I, I do like their jerseys. So I'll give you that one. But um, but yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. This mess with Vince. You know, I haven't really been following it, following it, but I was listening to you guys and reading a few articles going along with it. And it's like, oh boy, I didn't know yeah. it was that deep. And, you know, it's interesting because I'm trying to put myself in the position of someone who will still support them, root them on, and someone who won't. And I'm wondering as well what Vince could be thinking. And I've come to the conclusion that he's trying to do what he did with Bret Hart from uh, after the Montreal thing and how the Vince McMahon character was truly born and make himself a bigger villain. I think uh, the, the problem is with this, it's a different time in the world. You know, people are speaking up more about discrepancies we'll say, and yeah, and people aren't taking things and the world isn't, it, it's more PC, you know, and, and it's, oh, why am I getting a phone call? Go away. Talking to people. Um, the world is more PC and, you know, certain things you can't get away with anymore. I mean, could you imagine if this was 12, 15 years ago? No one would have batted an eye. They would have been like, eh, whatever. But but that's good, though. He shouldn't get away with anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he's trying to recreate that magic of the Vince McMahon character. And I I think with people who support him they they're not seeing vince mcmahon the man they're seeing vince mcmahon mr mcmahon yeah and the people who don't support them they're seeing beyond that where it's like no your character is tainted yes you play a prick on tv but your character as a whole because of the person is tainted and it's like no go away yeah sort of, sort of my take on that. it's confusing as well it's, it's in the weird this, this crazy world of wrestling where you've got vincent man the wrestling character vincent man the businessman and vincent man the real man who's at home that we don't ever see it's uh and he's all called the same thing and looks exactly the same it's not like you yeah. know christian bell being bruce wayne and batman you know it, it, both of those characters aren't real and there's christian bell you know it's it's it, that's where wrestling <laughs> is a weird form of entertainment I always think and that. then of course we we get all the crazy mcmahon stories you know like him apparently not realizing a burrito's fairly common food in the u.s and you know it's like what the heck you don't know what a burrito is so, yeah you know it, it's hard separating what's reality versus fiction and yeah. going further than that you know it's hard separating in his mind did does he even think he did anything wrong versus him doing something wrong and like oh boy let me end this so it's it's a lot of variables that can go into this and it leads us to an interesting uh philosophical thought to where if the man doesn't believe he did any wrong is he still wrong you know yes. the bad guy never knows they're the bad guy that's the thing if he's paying like, hush money he must think he's wrong well, we don't know. Is it from Helm or is it from people who advise him like, hey, we don't want to get this out. And he's just like, all right, whatever. But then I don't know. I mean, it's just something to think about because I don't think he believes that he's in the wrong. I don't think he feels he did anything wrong. Like 
usually people who and uh, FYI, this is something I normally don't share. I actually studied a couple years of psychology. <laughs> so um, usually people who are in the wrong and they know they're in the wrong and they have that guilt, they will they will hide it. They yeah. will not come out. They will not parade. They they just you don't do that. And you switch around and you put blame on the victim. Um, he has not done that he probably sees himself as a victim. Well, that's what he did people, with the steroid trial. Yeah. And these people are trying to shame me. It's very narcissistic, which, you know, he is a narcissist. Yeah. And it's it's very like, no, I'm the hero. But really, in the eyes of everyone else, you're the bad guy. And it goes back to the bad guy doesn't realize they're the bad guy. Yeah. So it's just very so, But what do you think he will do? then going by that theory oh i think he is probably right now he's just going through the motions thinking like oh, i'll just disappear for a minute and this will blow over which he's not wrong it's very high chance of that happening because news happens all the time and let's be honest there are bigger things going on in the world than him paying hush money to women but saying that if people stay on it and they keep calling it out and we are in a different world now, I think there's a good chance that he will relinquish all control over to uh, probably Stephanie or Triple H. I, I do think if people stay on top of it, if people continue to call him out, and, and this is the big one, if the fans turn on him and it's not turning on the character, Vince McMahon. It's turning on the actual Vince McMahon. And ultimately, money has to be lost. That's really going to determine. And then he will leave. If money isn't lost, if the fans don't boo him the correct way, yeah, he's not going anywhere. He'll disappear for a minute and then he'll come right back. Baby Ice is put in the chat, this isn't going away. He's been forced down sooner or later. And Fran the Cannon said, if he doesn't feel he's done anything wrong, doesn't that mean he has psychopathic tendencies, lack of morals, and empathy for others? Uh, possibly sociopathic tendencies. Um, that, that would be a sociopath, not necessarily a psychopath. But we also would have to take into account how he was raised and brought up. That plays a huge thing into it and it, it's hard to say because again we don't really know his actual personal life no you know he's kept that very quiet um so you know hopefully i'm not rambling too much and this is you know no, a, it's good it's interesting good, take on this so it's good to get um, other voices but will anything in the long run happen to him well it determined it, it'll be determined on what we and by we i mean people who actually watch wrestling and are in the know if they decide to keep the story alive and give support to the people who are coming out and speaking about this or if they say i don't care just give me my wrestling i want my escape and that's another thing we have to take into consideration people might not care because they want an escape from reality yeah like and you know right now we're not living in the best time zone no. or not time zone time timeline there we go no we're not definitely so not. you know it's it's one of those things is this but worse to improve the timeline do we not need to get rid of horrible heinous acts like this 
Well, that's where, that's where we go into what's what's the greater act of evil. This guy that entertains me, that I see on TV doing stuff that I know nothing about, that I don't really care about because it doesn't affect me, or inflation, ga- gas prices going up, food prices going up, no baby formula, this freaking war, you know, it 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 depends, you know, it's priorities. Yeah. And, you know, it affects you because this is your life you love wrestling you're passionate about it you you host your podcast I, i'm also and- passionate about people not being you know t- i'll be more passionate about the, the idea that someone is getting paying someone was saying do this act on me yeah. for them. and oh if you don't do it i'm gonna demote you sack you and then yeah i'm gonna pay all this hush money i don't yeah, want to i don't want to live in a world where people can get away with that no but unfortunately they've been getting away with it since the dawn of time you know scumbags mm-hmm. are scumbags not all of them get away you know the, the small few they they will get bopped upside the head thank god but we we have to look at it from a realistic point of view as well what are the chances that anything really happens to him like okay so he leaves the company he's still a billionaire you know <laughs> he, he still has some influence somewhere and oddly enough i think his demand will go up if he leaves after a few years i think people would miss him it's like man i kind of miss vince regardless of what he did and i think vince is partially banking on that and i think he wants to turn it around and make it like the bret hart situation come out within a new role i that's what i think i hope not that that, you know so uh actually (laughs) you know i was going to pull some tarot cards on this believe it or not just just to see i could do that i mean but then i was like man is this morally right because technically i'm not supposed to do that but i was thinking about doing it on helm and different wrestlers so oh there we go new segment for for <laughs> ministry <laughs> pulling a tarot card on vint oh my goodness <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so but yeah that's you know hopefully i didn't take up too much time no not at all mel thank you always great to hear from you mate yeah. always great um and thank you very much for everything you you do as well dude and thank you yeah. always great to call in thank you mel appreciate yeah, it no bud. problem and congrats again man and you a freaking we'll go get, mel please mel does a youtube channel please promote it here mel go for it oh yeah if you guys are interested in the paranormal supernatural and everything in between please check out unexplained possibilities and the youtube channel is unexplained possibilities you can find a whole bunch of stuff, the podcast. And if you can't watch on YouTube, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those other places and just type in unexplained possibilities and we pop up. Yes. And um, Tez, Tez joined Mel for a show a few weeks ago. Uh, Mel, uh, yeah. please do post that link into the chat room after the call. Yeah. That'd be great, mate. Thank you, dude. Yeah, thank you. Thank Cheers, you. dude. Oh. All right. You guys have a good one. Thank you, mate. Bye. You too, mate. Bye. That's Mel. And we've got another caller, Tez. You ready? Oh, okay. I'm ready. Here we go. I'm meeting him. Who is it? Oh, you bet you can't wait. I can't wait to hear his views on this week's wrestling news. All oh, right, yeah. Uh, he's joining. He's joining. He's joining. He's there. Hi, Chase. Welcome to the show. How you doing, mate? Why are you so negative today? It's like that. You need to be positive about what? the power. How, like, do you know what? The best thing I've not even talked about the last two weeks. Maximum male models. What a well, great segment. Great. That was a smackdown. Smackdown. I do you know. 
it's one of the best segments I've seen. Yeah, Marseille, um, Max Dupree. Yeah, that is great. Is it was one of the best things? Like I think I'll play for the Maximum Male Models uh, website as well. Oh what? Oh wait, what? Apply for you to how to pay for it yourself? Do you? It's like a. Do you think it's or or is it you want to apply to become one of the Maximum Male Models? To be a Maximum Male Model, of course. I think I think SmackDown's ready to go through the roof if that happened. Yeah, that that would be best for business. It would be definitely. I I it's a shame it's not a video call right now, franchise. We. You know, show off your modelling skills right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> it's like um, I watched something funny. Someone said to me, like, about um, Jenny Nyhart. It's like it's got a picture of Jenny Nyhart on a bath. And then it's got a picture of Marseille and Marcel on the bath, like, literally covering a bit. It's quite hilarious. Right. Yeah. It's good. Uh, that's on SmackDown, Ted. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. The A-Show. The A-Show on SmackDown. The A-Show. What, Jenny Neidhart on SmackDown? No, no, it's literally, it's just like, it's just like a picture, just like a segment, like a picture, someone put a meme up of Jenny Neidhart because um, she has an OnlyFans page, it's like someone put a picture oh, of that. Really? And Does she? What's, what's her page like, franchise? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not subscribed to her page. Are you sure? That I know of, that I know of yeah. Uh, Combat Mad in the chat says if Vince McMahon ever steps down from company ownership, he will go ownership will go to either Stephanie or Triple H. What do you think about that franchise? Well, CM Punk was that promos all those years ago was right. I don't know. The thing is, the investigation needs to needs to conclude. But I think at the moment it's like it's not looking likely that Vince McMahon will be there. I think he's going to have to step down at but some point. As an avid wrestling fan, I'm interested to ask your opinion. So all this potential alleged stuff's come out. Not nice mm-hmm. stuff. What? How does that make you feel as a wrestling fan? The thing is, I, I was I was a WCW fan before I was a WWE fan, and, I, and I've always said that WCW. So it's like for me, yeah, it'd be sad, but it's like literally, it. What well, sad? Wait, it's like, sad for who? For, for what do you mean sad? Sad on what well, sense? For me, it's like, but my memory has been tarnished because it's like when I think of McMahon, I always think of the Stone Cold McMahon feud. And some of the stuff like Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon, yeah. like the wrestler, it's a bit hard to put in mind of it. Um, it's it's like when Hulk Hogan, like literally, when Hulk Hogan got a lot of um crap Agreed. all about him, like what we yeah, like that. I think it, you could put it in that camp at the moment with Vince McMahon. At the moment, the thing is, I want to see what happens after the investigation. I think what you said before, like I was listening to what you said last week and this week as well, when you said about that. I think it's snowball effects. I think there's still some more to come out with about it. But the thing is that if Vince McMahon goes, they're gonna, he's going to have to step down at some point. Who do you put in power? Do you put Steph? Um, like. Tony Khan, Triple H. Tony Khan, Nick Khan, you mean? Nick Khan, yeah, Nick Khan. But it's like, who do you put in that? Who do you put? The thing is, who's the next person? The thing is, Vixen Ram must have known something like this could happen, so he must always have his successor. It's like that program Successions on um, Sky, where it's like probably a similar kind of thing that you probably could use that scenario and that kind of thing. Is that who's next? That's going to take. The thing is. People like Vince McMahon, you can, like, last couple of weeks, the thing is, if Vince McMahon comes out, people, there's still going to be people that's going to cheer him because they don't know the full story behind it and people in that are going to boom either way. Yeah. And you can tell that. But the thing is, you've got to think about, like, literally, who's the next person to step up. The thing is, Vince, Vince knows that something's going to happen. So he's, like, he's probably, like, doing his swan song now and taking a step back. But the thing is that 
he's thinking part of it back around. He might think that he might, he might get off scot-free because everything that he's done in the past, he has kind of got off, like, when he went through the steroids trial, but he was literally, people said he was going to be out of it, and then Hulk Hogan testified, and he still managed to get off, like, literally, yeah. like, get off. But the thing is, like, you've got to think out who's the next person to take over. The thing is, you think out the last couple of months, you've got, like, people like Bruce Pritchard that's come behind the scenes, and now Jeff Jarrett's now doing the, like, live events thing, so he knows that he must have those pieces in place there to set to probably one point to sell to go step down anyway, but that's all you got to think about. Who's the next person to step up? Who's the, who's going to be that one that's going to say he's got all his shares, but he can always take a step back and put like someone else in. Like we've got Steph in charge at the moment, even though you've got Vince out there, he's still like the company. It's a bit like um, trying to think of a good analogy. It's like Man United, the perfect example. You got the Glazers there. And like people don't like the Glazers at all, but literally he's they're not going to sell up anytime soon. But the fans don't like it. But uh, you're going to see. No, the difference is though, franchise is that with Manchester United, their their money, a lot of their money they earn, is based on them being a Premier League football team. How the team performs, they stay in the Premiership, they get to the Champions League, they earn more money from being in the Premier League every yeah. year, etc., etc. WWE is a TV production company that makes TV shows. It's not about a sports team winning a you know, yeah, Premier League. And the thing is with the, with WWE, if there's if there's some alleged scandals with the company owner, if you as you've seen from the Netflix situation, companies like Netflix and the TV rights companies will pull away from working with the man who is at the company well the thing uh, is that's the only person that's going to push him out it's going to be the people that's going to be like literally when he said the sponsorship deals they're the one if many of them pull out that's just, maybe they're going to say literally yeah they're going to push Vince on the board but till that's going to happen it's going to he's still going to be still he's not he hasn't got any power per se but he's always but he's the owner of the company regardless but the thing is, I want to see what the investigator said before you kind of like see it. Because the thing is, if it's a man did what he did, but he used the company's money, yeah, that's bad. Then he has to be out. But if he uses personal money, that's what I mean. You can't really, you have to find the right way to get him out. Because the thing is, if you use personal money, then it's more of a personal thing, uh, even though whatever he's done wrong. But the thing is, if you're using company money, then they've got much right to throw him out. Yeah, of course. Down to so, but the thing is, you the thing is, you got to let the investigation and see what happens, what's going to happen next. Because I think there's still some more to it. I think there'll be a lot more to it. Probably what stuff that we probably won't know of. But the thing is, if it's a man like goes to trial or anything like that, if if like hypothetically goes to trial, the the, the lawyers are going to have a field day because I don't use some of his segments on like when he was in WWE and um, of course. Exactly, put him there in the attitude there that's going to make him put of a in a bit of a limelight. But the thing is, it would be sad for me personally because Vince, like you say, with like Hulk Hogan's, like with Hulk Hogan's, like that, it was mm-hmm. it's something of my it's going to be something of my childhood that's probably been a bit tarnished, and I think it's going to be it's going to be sad real. But it's like I say before, the thing is, who's that next person that steps up? Because the thing is, if the if you want to go out, if they're going to get rid of him, who do you put in his place? Like, if he was like, if he was the directors, who would you want in charge? Yeah, but this is where wrestling's silly. Like, we watch like Marvel. You don't watch Marvel movies and think who's in charge of Disney. You just watch Marvel. Eventually, it will get to a point where no one cares who's in charge of WWE. In that no. essence, it won't matter. You don't watch whatever it is you know anything. I, I've just we've been watching the boys. I don't care who's in charge of. 
the TV production company who made The Boys. I'm not bothered. I just enjoy watching The Boys. Once yeah. this guy's gone, it will get to the point where none of us really care. It will just be public shareholder meetings. It will come out and we'll... Oh, that guy. It will be a... The thing is, because this guy has crossed the world of being Vince McMahon the man and Vince McMahon the onstage character, it's a weird mm. world. It's, this is why wrestling is weird. Because of these situations. I, we all know him because we've seen him on telly. That's not the real person. Hopefully not anyway. I don't know. It's like, the only, the only thing I've ever seen Vince McMahon the person is when he did that BBC um, documentary all those years ago. Um, like when he's talking about wrestling. But it's like Ted's made a perfect point as well. Like what happened with um, Call of Duty when he was like, they end up, um, Microsoft end up buying them out or something. Yeah, oh, Berkeley's. It's like they were just talking about it. But um, that's what I mean. It could be happening if someone buys out WWE. The thing is, if that's another smart money, would another company want to want to take over WWE? Think about it, the shares are down low enough. Someone could easily go in there and make a bid for WWE. And um... Yeah, could do. Anyone could. I mean, they've signed deals with Disney in India, I think it is. So WWE Network comes with Disney Plus. Who knows? I mean, NBC. That's... NBC might want to buy. NBC might want to buy WWE if smart money would be on them or Fox. Because you could easily have them in two networks. You think, guys, oh, like you got to think about it as well. Okay, you got Vince there, but the thing is, it's next couple of years. We're, we're like this. I think the deals up for the next year or two, where the like the rights deals are. So they're going to think about okay, maybe in a situation like that, do you want to get rid of Vince? But the thing is, no one can really do anything until the investigation's been like there. Thing is, WWE played it smart because literally you can't have Vince on the board because if you do that, the, sh- the shares will tank. And because he's got so many over fifty percent of his B shares, he's the only way he's gonna go. If like, let's see, if he's like, if he's used the company's money, then they've got much right to get him out. But if he's using his money, it's just like the devil you with, better the devil you out. So yeah, it's it a bit sad. But the thing is, the, the thing is, is he gonna? The thing is not. He's only he's not doing booking or anything like that. He's only literally behind the scenes. I mean, he's not behind. He's just literally out and about. But it's like. Who's going to be, what's going to happen next? I know, and that's what that's what's interesting, franchise. I mean, the question everyone's wondering, uh, franchise, is what sandwich will you eat to make yourself feel better with this Vince McMahon situation? Well, I, I had two sandwiches to cheer myself up. So two, it's a lot I, of carbs yeah, there. I actually went to have a, a foot long games. Like Wait, a foot long. You had two sandwiches, and one of them was already a foot long. Bloody hell! Both of them was a foot long. <laughs> You had two foot of sandwiches, franchise. Yeah. Goodness yeah. me. Yeah, so I had a foot <laughs> long two foot of sandwich. This yeah, this much sandwich. From, from a subway, yeah, foot long. So and then you had so um, much sandwich, I could, my hands can't fit in the camera screens. Yeah. Well <laughs> that's what I hate to the lady sometimes. <laughs> um no, but oh, the other sandwich I had was like uh like a like a mega melt as well, which is something a bit different as well. So because as we were a friend for lunch and it's like they didn't want to eat what? one. Let's eat two foot sandwiches. One foot isn't enough. Let's go. I, 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 was, I was hungry, I didn't really have anything to eat all day, so I just thought like sometimes I have a cheat day now and again, so I just thought like uh, I'll get two foot long sandwiches. And that's great. And that's a good thing to make yourself feel good. I don't, you know, go oh, for it. Hang on. I've, I've got a theory I want to make for SummerSlam. And I want, I want to say it right now before okay. anyone else. Okay. This is my theory for SummerSlam. Main event, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns on the floor. Referee started counting to 10. Theory comes out, catches in his his case, 
literally both of them are still on the floor, knocked out, and he becomes champion. And how will that make you feel? That I, I, I want to see. It will, it will make me happy because then you know that favorite the champion and you know that next pay-per-view that Rome Reigns or Brock Lesnar is going to beat him up and he's going to lose the title so it's a way of getting off the title but also bringing that heel heat to Fury because if Fury got the ultimate heel heat that short term booking it is best if Brock Lesnar beats Fury well, I don't know I, I think that Liv's going to lose the title at, um, I think Liv's going to lose the title at SummerSlam because yeah. if you think about it the last couple of cash-ins that's always been after Money in the Bank they've always lost it within the next pay-per-view Right. And and I think that's going to happen in some side. I hate to say it, but also, and also my other prediction, yeah, maybe he might have Joe, Jay Lethal because if you think about it, you could have Ric Flair interfere in the match with Samoa Joe and um, like Jay Lethal comes out interfering, then you have build that match that way. Then you build up for the for the next show, like literally Ric Flair's last match. That would be good. Or if in my idea, so like I keep on saying it, Sting, let's have Sting back for one more match. Why do you think they've not announced an opponent yet? Because I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna build it. I think the thing is at the moment, you know, build it's Flair's last match. It's head. No, they've built, they've built that it's his last match, so you don't really necessarily need to name an opponent opponent anytime soon. But well, you think about it, if um, because Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor, and because you, you've got Jay Lethal still wrestling on that show, they're kind of teasing it at the moment. If you notice in the last couple of weeks, like on his podcast, uh, Rick Flair's podcast, he kind of teased it a bit, especially Jay Lethal. Um, like Wu off, he was like saying, literally, why is Jay Lethal not on shows? He's got some heat with me. And even though it's things like that, the thing is, you have the ROH because also it brings eyes to ROH as well. Because I yeah. think the, the thing is, ROH at the moment, it's like, Price has said it's not really an R8 show. It's good to watch him, but like I said, like I've always said, get rid of AEW Dark, replace that with Ring of Honor for the time being, because you don't need AEW Dark. You can easily transfer a, a proportion of those stars over to Ring of Honor and yeah. build up a like, build up show. And I think that Ring of Honor at the moment is just like... Uh, the thing is, I'm afraid that Ring of Honor is going to turn into WCW... No, WWE ECW. I think it's just going to be mm. uh, like a damaged angle. Because you need to do something with that show. If you don't do anything with um with that ROH, it's like yeah, you have digression. As I saw him at um, Progress show, and I've seen him on on other shows that he's been on. He's pretty good, and I think it's good that he's turned here. But the thing is, Ring of Honor, what is it at the moment? Is if it's a reboot and they're building up something, it's good. But the thing is, how do you turn that into a brand launch? If, if Tony's bought it, okay, for the video rights. But the thing is, you want to build a brand up. The thing is that if in an ideal world. Maybe worst case scenario, you get rid of a um, rampage, and you turn rampage into the ROH show. Then you could have like two different brands. But they ain't gonna do that, brother. They ain't got enough. They no, but unless they a, unless they do a third show. But the thing is, that's the thing is, you need to build up. You need to build up a brand with ROH because at the moment, all it is is just uh It's just a. It's just gonna be nothing. It's gonna be embrance. Is people gonna remember like? It's gonna be like when those rise and fall of um. ECW documentaries. I think that's what it's going to be with R- ROH if they're not careful. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think so. Um, uh, franchise. I don't think that will happen. He's he's a clever man, so we'll have to see. But uh, franchise. Um, thank you very much for phoning in tonight, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I hope to see you again soon as well. Oh, I'm not gas cancelled next week, so oh, it's yeah. not happening. Just okay. But um, but yes, and we'll, we'll sure we'll see each other soon one day. Come yeah. to Cardiff, franchise. Still tickets available. Uh, well, I'll wait and see if the price goes down, if the price is right. But we need to just get advised on how much sandwiches to eat. Uh, I mean, I want to see you try and eat seven 
feet of sandwich in one day. No. Um, I'm not, it's not my best food. I try and look after my body now. So temple. Try health, healthy, healthier. Good. And so try to have more salad and fruit and um, like vegan stuff now and again. So Okay. Well, nice one, dude. Thanks Here's for coming in. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye. There we go. That's franchise, Tez. Kenny Williams has asked, is there any is there any live wrestling? There's always live wrestling on Kenny. Down I fight, there'll be some wrestling on tonight. There always is uh, live wrestling, isn't there, Tez? All the time. Lots and lots. All the time, Tez. But yeah, Tez, there you go. That was a wrestling show. We've done one. Um, so, Tess, what's good? what have you got coming up this weekend? Uh, so, tomorrow, 7 p.m. UK time, I'll be playing The Quarry for episode four, I think, of our of our Let's Play. Um, so, that's going to be a lot of fun seeing if any more people die. Um, 7 p.m. UK, 2 p.m. Eastern. Yes, I think we ended last stream with uh, with a pretty violent death. Um, and then Tuesday show, Ministry of Horror, 8 p.m. UK, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, well, the latest in horror news, potentially reviews, but I haven't watched anything new, so maybe not. And then we're looking at uh, the impact of horror on television Ooh. and uh, some shows in particular. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool, cool. And then on Wednesday, guys, I'll be live on the, on the YouTube channel. They're one of my favorite games ever, Red Dead Redemption, seems like it's dying there's going around the internet red dead redemption is dead so we are going to host our own red dead funeral where we're uh, it's a big thing that's happening on social media on wednesday the red dead funeral so um we're going to try and host it on wednesday come and join us as we attend the computer game funeral how will that work but we're going to be live doing it so it'll be interesting to see what happens and see how the world of red dead redemption works when all the community of the game is very sad that it seems to be not continuing it'd be quite an interesting stream we'll be live at uh 9 30 p.m 4 30 p.m 9 30 p.m uk 4 30 p.m eastern so come and join us we'll be live we do other stuff as well there'll be other stuff game streams and lots of other clips on this channel and um there we go Thank you very much, guys, for hanging out with us tonight on the Ministry of Slam. It's a crazy week of wrestling. It got a bit heated with all the news. We did run a poll through the show. Uh, do you still support Vincent Mann after this week's news, Tez? And after 92 votes, Tez, while we were live, 43% of them said yes and 57% said no, which is very, very interesting. So it's quite mm. close. 56 just had another vote. 56% 44. 56% no, they don't support him. 44% said yes. Goodness me. So it's, it's, quite a close, it's a close poll, that one, Tez. Interesting. Um, but, guys, we'll be back next week. Thank you very much for checking out this show. Please do hit the like and subscribe if you are new. Also, go to, onto the podcast uh, platforms, Apple, Spotify, all those good places. Go and hit the uh, go and download the podcast if you want to listen to it in audio form. And then we, we have the Turn Years Audio Podcast. Also, Tez, where can everyone follow you on Twitter? Uh, Twitter, so Ministry of Horror is at Ministry underscore Horror, and also mine is at Tezius, T-E-Z-Z-I-U-S. Um, and also check out, make sure to join the uh, Discord uh, and check out the channels there. We've got a Ministry of Horror channel, but then we've also got Ministry of Slam and Community Page and lots of other lots of other great stuff going on there. Yes, please do come and join our Discord, guys. I'm just posting the link into the chat. There you go. You can come and join our Discord. It's there. And uh, podcast listeners, if you want to come and join our Discord, just ask me or Tez on the Facebooks or anywhere like that, and we'll uh, put an invite up to everyone to come and join our Discord if you want. Uh, and someone, someone at TRL2241987. The years went by. Lived your lives. The marks, the suits, but man, 
give us a shot, we'll give you nothing. The smart one, the responsible one, the mellow one. Does anybody know who's sleeping with who? And that is the question at the end of this two and a half hour wrestling podcast. I think we're all we're all asking. Is that a Megadeth lyric? I don't know, because it mentions McMahon. Well, yeah, we could easily put that name in. Oh, is it? I don't know. It looks like a song lyric, um, unless it's just a very profound uh, uh, question. Not a fan of Megadeth, Tez. Are you? No, I was a Metallica boy. I don't really like Dave Mustaine's voice, to be honest. No, I agree. Dave Mustaine's voice is, is horrible. As a singer myself. It's very wild. I can't sing. Uh, yeah, so sorry, Megadeth fans. Uh, that's We're not fans. But, you know, they do do some good Oh, it's My riffs. Time lyrics. Oh. oh. My Time. Oh, there. It's Triple H's theme. His best theme, I'll say. Well, thank you, TRJ2241987. Thank you very much for posting that. It wasn't Megadeth, it was Triple H. And uh, thank you very much for checking out the show. Guys, thank you for being here, guys. We really appreciate it. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for helping this channel get partnered on YouTube. It is awesome and it really helps us out, Tez and me, and this whole network to grow. And there'll be a lot of few changes coming through in ways you can help support the Ministry of Slam, the Ministry of Horror, Gaming, and the MOS network overall. So much love, guys. Goodbye, Tez. Goodbye, Lawrence. See you guys on the flip-flop. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Where's the button? Restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. Ministry of Slam Radio Show.